Chicago is situated in the Great Lakes region of the American Midwest in the state of Illinois. Rising from the edges of Lake Michigan, Chicago began as a tiny trading post at the mouth of the Chicago River and has boomed into a modern global center of commerce and culture. Welcome to Both Down 2020 Chaos Cup Edition. I am Steve, a.k.a. Kilowaki, the guy who could not go this year. With me, as always, Scott Prime, also known as the guy who could go this year. Howdy, Steve. How's it going? I'm very, 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 very tired. Yeah, you just got back yesterday, right? <clears throat> yes, I got this... back yesterday. Um, I'll go through every day on this trip. Uh, plans changed. We left a little bit differently than we all originally planned like a week ago, but that's what happens, and you adapt and move on, right? Yep. I am uh, in that stage where, like, I wish today was Friday so I could go into the weekend and have a couple <laughs> of days to rest. But unfortunately, today is Tuesday, and I got to work the rest of the week. So oh, that sucks. Well, um, part of the reason why I have did not go this year is I worked seventy six hours last week. That is amazing, bro. Last week by itself, seventy. 76, 72, something like that. I can't remember anymore. Sounds like you're going to buy me dinner after all this because you're going to have so much overtime money. Well, if someone hadn't played sevens with people who don't know how to wear masks, then maybe. Oh, well, we'll get to that later, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, traveling in the the year of the COVID. <laughs> yeah, all, all sorts of different opinions and thoughts, right? Mm, mm, sure, we'll go with that. Well, that's <laughs> opinions. Yes, facts. No, I didn't say facts. That's <laughs> true. So, how you been doing, man? Did you feel like you were missing out? You know, I, I did and I didn't. I very much would have liked to have been there, like when you did the pizza and everything, saw everybody. But again, when I saw people not wearing masks and I saw people being drunk or you know. I didn't really miss that part of it. Sure. This was basically one because my job was been super busy right now. I didn't know if I'd have the time off. Um, but also I mainly didn't go because of COVID and I'm still not comfortable even with, you know, strict mask mandates, which, you know, they should be fine. That is if everyone pays attention and actually does it, but I don't trust people to do that, especially when I know, you know, blood bowl tends to lead to drinking. Drinking leads to poor decision making, and poor decision making leads to I don't need to wear this mask. Okay. So I I would have loved to have been there, but I'm also fine missing a year because of this. Um, I've been like racking my brain how to discuss the whole trip without maybe stepping on toes or hurting people's feelings or anything like that. And so I'm, I'm going to just start and say, I'll say that I'm going to try to be as honest as I can. And I don't mean nothing is like personal. I want that <laughs> to be super, super clear because I didn't encounter really anybody that I thought was trying to be a jerk 
who was trying to be mean or you know rowdy or anything like that in any way shape or form sure okay so i want that to be abundantly clear i will say this year was very different going to chaos cup for a couple reasons um this year i traveled with robert and gary uh, my two oldest friends on this planet they know me better than probably anybody else on this planet (laughs) Um, you know, we've, we've been friends for me and Robert since good friends since sixth grade. And if you put my age into that, that's over 30 years of a relationship. And, you know, I've known Gary since, uh, tail end of like eighth grade into ninth grade. And, um, so that's another 30 plus year relationship. And I'm fortunate enough to say that, you know, I have two (laughs) relationships, as friends and um we kind of know way too much about each other to maybe even a fault <laughs> and um but i'll and we're all very different as you know yeah i'm sure we get on each other's nerves at times and the whole trip was um it was fun and nostalgic from the point of like the very first year me and you went to chaos cup uh deep down i wished you know those guys were there also playing with us because as people who enjoyed the fluff side and playing blood bowl, you know, here, you know, that I remember that first year, just saying I went to chaos cup was magical, you know, like, Oh, right. we're going to get a miniature. We're playing chaos cup. It's in the books. This is just the greatest thing ever. You it was, know, I it was won. really unique and special. So yeah. Right. And, and now I've been nine out of the last 10 years and saying chaos cup, is still meaningful but not from that magical it's like if you went to disney world nine out of ten years Mm -hmm. the first time's magical the second third time's magical and then after that it's it's disney world and you say that really quick and easy you know yeah um so i've always wanted them to go um gary couldn't ever make it before uh robert doesn't care enough to play blood bowl you know at tournaments (laughs) so we still got to go robert came on the trip with us um, Robert's always down for a good time. Robert's always ready for a travel. If you want to travel anywhere, most likely he will travel with you. He'll I mean, be here. It's not the first Blood Bowl tournament he's gone to either. Right. Yeah. Just to travel. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, that dude is a nomad. He'd, he'd be fine traveling by himself, but if he can travel with some friends and get some good food, he's always down. Um, Gary wanted to play Blood Bowl. Uh, Gary's honestly the main reason why I went this year is because he, for the first time, um, he was a statistician for the Thunder and it's his second job. So he worked full time, a quite stressful job. And then he had the Thunder, you know, keeping the stats for the NBA. And he uh, retired from that part of his life uh, after this, the the season before this season. Um, So like, you know, when Chaos Cup came up, it was like, now I need to spend time with my family because I'm so, you know, Thunder season's about to start. And, right. You know, and I, I'm going to be away, you know. You only get so much time. Nights of the year. Right. You know, and if there's Thunder plays on, you know, Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving or whatever, he has to be down there. So it was, he was the really the main reason why I went this year. I kind of said, like, if you can go and we get a couple weeks out and things don't look crazy, you know too crazy you know and i can get the time off i'll go and plus my money situation and i've been very fortunate during all this covid stuff even though like job stuff's been 
wishy-washy. Luckily, I've saved enough money and stuff like that where I could go and it not hurt me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, you've done well. Um, so uh, we made the trip. Uh, it wasn't like in stone <laughs> making that trip until probably eight days, nine days before we actually left. Yeah. So, because I remember he was like, oh, I got to make reservations and all this stuff. And and that didn't happen until like Thursday. So less than a week, you know, before we went, because we wanted to make sure me and Robert's schedule, because me and Robert are employed at the same place. And we wanted to make sure it all worked out. Anyways, long story short, uh, paid ahead of time. We got to go. Um, then the decision was to um, do we, how much, what do we want to do on these segments? Is this our intro? And then you want me to go into day one two and three and all that stuff oh we can just do it all together whatever okay well let's go through the decision making of the team and then we'll take a break and then i'll just tell you like on all our chaos cup trips like where we went what we ate because i know everybody thinks that's all we do is eat food and they're pretty close to being right when we go on these trips it is a lot of the fun um so any questions so far steve no no okay not for me anyways all right i know this is one of those episodes where i get to be the storyteller (laughs) most of the time i know all you non-scott prime fans are just turning it off and that's okay Um, well i mean it's a good corollary to last year when you know i did it but overall i'll get to overalls at the end of it (laughs) um selecting a team Uh, i had many discussions first as soon as the snotlings came out i wanted to go get the faster non-secret weapons snotlings painted yeah and we still have not gone over the snotlings because we haven't work and everything right so when that snotling team came out there's a couple positionals that are faster that don't have secret weapons and i thought oh i could play with morg again i could go to this tournament i'll let gary be the stressed out guy worrying about his record and i'll be the guy that man if i win anything i'm gonna be pretty happy because right i played you know i i did the gimmick of i'm gonna play snotlings with morgue before made it to the stunty cup you know all snotlings morgue and then i think i had brick farth and grotty mm-hmm. and uh that was actually i mean you expect to lose every game so a tie or anything's pretty magical um and funny so I was going to do that again. And then you and several people gave me this. There's not going to be any Europeans here. There's not going to be any Canadians here. This is the one year, if any, that me or you or us common people <laughs> have a chance that we could luck into like a four-game winning streak and get to top table. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that was... I, I mean, was, you gave me that speech, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because right. there's no Canadians, there's no foreigners. You know, you got Brian Two coming, and you've got probably a lot of Floridians and you know a lot of Chicagoans. Right. That's it. So um, not no, no disparaging anyone, but this is not the year of global. It's not global chaos cup. You're right, right. about that. It's not even North America chaos cup. Right. It's. It's uh, Chicago chaos. So cup. by default, your caliber of opponents is going to be lesser. Therefore, um, your ability to take first place is going to be greater. Well, I mean, you're not going to, as you said it, you're not going to walk into the sweetest buzzsaw <laughs> like that right. one here where I'm, 
I played David and then uh, Magnus. Yeah, um, and what all four? Well, three of them were on top tables. Yeah, they all had a great year that year. And right? Anders was, you know, stunty, yeah. just living it up down there. And you also told me don't tank stunty. The you know the Snotling team's brand new. You know, two or three people will be playing that just to play it. Uh, I also wanna... told you to take Chaos Dwarves. You because did. Because high armor, there's going to be a lot of stunties. There's going to be a lot of probably, you know, that type of people out there with dodge. You've got built-in tackle. Would be a good one. Yep. We'll see how that goes. Wait, you were wrong about stunties. There was only three stunty teams total there. Really? Yes. Two goblin teams and one ogre team. Did That's they not allow snotlings? No, they allowed it. Just nobody brought them. Okay, weird. Um, so I told you I wanted to do my snotling thing. You said no, and I told you, like, well, maybe I'll just play ogres and do the stupid, you know, the build where you let people run by, but you, you know, like the last hurrah yeah. for piling on. Yeah. Because like I assume yeah. next year there's almost, I, I cannot see any way that the NAF continues to hang on to these old rules. No. So I thought for one last hurrah, take the same exact team I did and try to repeat as Chaos Cup most brutal with that same team, right? And of course I uh, said, don't do that. It's douchey to play that because it's annoying. Yeah, but you said like it's not fun when people just let you walk by. It's not fun for just, either guy. Just like if last you, time you did it, I, I stand by that. <laughs> no, I I told you like it was cool to get a ward and at the same time it Felt felt weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not one that likes to let just people run by for and bag a game, really. Um, but I, you know, I tried it that one year and it worked out. But yeah, and, but you also said like if you know somebody else is going to be doing that this year, mm -hmm. and if you, it's all or nothing. If you don't get it, you might get the wooden spoon. And you said you're going to hate that because you don't want oh, that yeah. award. Yeah, you particularly would not be happy with the wooden spoon exactly i wouldn't um, care i would have welcomed it that one year and me i didn't. and mike bell the gw junkie had a big conversation about that how he was furious one time where um, he had bad luck and he got the wooden spoon and i said steve would love that but i I'm, I'm not looking to be the worst but that one year sure. where everything just went wrong and i had to play freaking uh, chaos pact that last round and the other guy played goblins i'm like come on <laughs> um so going back and forth i really for whatever reason didn't want to play chaos dwarves i haven't played them in any way shape or form in probably six years yeah i'm also not one to practice a lot of games for chaos cup like the swedes or probably anybody else normal maybe even the florida group probably practices some games i'm not i'm not good with that <laughs> I know that's weird. I don't like playing games that I know they are meaningful, but like if it was a league practice game, I'd be like more into no, it versus I mean, they don't matter. Right. So I went back and forth. You know, you told me the cast dwarves. Scott Hess was really saying, Oh, you need to play dwarves. You're amazing with dwarves, which I'm not. My NAF record shows I'm not. The truth is the NAF record shows that I'm better with agility teams. Yeah. I'm better at the screens and stuff like that than these cages. But our local guys have this per perceived 
notion that like I'm Mr. Cage and I'm not really that well. Um, I didn't want to play dwarves either. So I went back and forth and finally I was just like, I wonder if Jonas still has his roster, the one that he won chaos cup twice with. And I got a hold of our buddy Jonas and he sent me the roster and I said, that's what I'm going to play. Uh, you know, no I changes, all... just straight up. Yeah, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't. You know how you probably don't do this. I do this. When I make up a roster, I metagame and self doubt myself throughout the whole process, all the way to the end of like submitting it in. Like, oh, but what if nobody shows up with, what if everybody has sure hands and I take this strip ball and it's sure, yeah. effective and blah, blah, blah. So I just instead of like if that was my roster there would have been wrestle somewhere <laughs> even on a Norse team which I know is stupid but I thought I'm just going to try it I know Jonas is a superior player to me but I want to see what I can do because really I wanted more than anything to make the top 10 And didn't um Hess take that one year same roster No he told me like even before we were talking he said you're going to hate that roster that's not your play style um you got to take dwarves. That's your play style. You're really going to hate it because there's no Ulf runners on it, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, he took a, some, well, maybe he did play it, but he didn't say like I played it and hated it. He just said I would hate it. Okay. Um. Anyway, so I came up with, <laughs> I just went with the Arctic crag spiders name because I thought I bought into this. Well, what if I have a chance to win it? Wouldn't it be awesome to win the Chaos Cup with like a second edition name? I think I would find more joy in that than even having my own team name in there. Which oh, yeah. would be the Skeggy Blue Storm. Um, that would be really nostalgic for me. So I thought, eh, you gotta if you're gonna dream, dream hard, right? So I, I went with the Arctic Crag Spiders. I worked about a week on naming the team. I finally turned in my roster. I got it right here so I can tell everybody. In case you're wondering, I had a snow troll with Mighty Blow. I had two berserkers, uh, one with tackle and Mighty Blow, one with piling on and Mighty Blow. And then I had one guard lineman and one sure hands lineman. So it was a one Yeti, two berserkers, and the other 10 guys were linemen. I had two rerolls, one apothecary, and one fan factor. And that made up my team. I went through uh, the Laura Nuffle website and I picked out every Norse name that they could confirm was Norse. <laughs> and I added them to my teams. That way I could have some like, like an all-star team of Norse guys. So that was kind of fun. And, uh, you know, I was ready to get this thing going. And uh, that's what I turned in. My friend Gary took Slan. He just recently paid about, maybe upwards between 200 and 300 dollars to get this cool uh slant team painted that he had Jeez. he was his favorite team's the raiders he had them painted in raider colors he had the positionals different colored like poison fro uh, frogs and stuff so he was super excited until all these leaks came out for <laughs> blood bowl 2020 and there's no sign of any type of slant team so like he's like i better take this team because I might never get to play them in their pure format ever again. And I was like, yeah, that's I'm not, a, sure. I'm not a bad decision. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the NAF will keep them around somehow. The NAF can't hang on to everything forever, man. Yeah, but that's a beloved team. 
There's no reason not to. It takes one thing to change it. I'm all for it too. So I'm not saying that, but it's hard for me to say like, I'm excited to get, get away from some of these rules just to see, and then holler that they need to keep that, you know, yeah, as well. So those were our teams that we decided to, to do. We tried to talk Robert into playing. He's like, nope, I'm tagging along. I'm not playing. <laughs> and that's what I got for you. So we let's take a break. And then let's come back and I'll go day by day on what we did. Sounds good. The Windy City has always been driven by an unshakable optimism and can-do attitude. The Great Chicago Fire of 1871, which destroyed half the city, was seized upon as an opportunity for the metropolis to reinvent itself. What followed was the biggest building boom in U.S. history and a skyline that is almost beyond beautiful. We're back, so why don't we go ahead and start with day one of your travel. So I told you up until about, you know, eight, nine days, it wasn't 100% confirmed. Right. Um, it worked out where me and Robert were both actually, the plan was as if we could to leave Wednesday evening, uh, you know, like four o'clock or so after we get off work and try to go as far as we can. Um, I don't like taking this trip all in one giant day. Yeah. I guess that's the old man in me, or I prefer the slow roll in the fact of like, Hey, look at that shop. Let's go over and visit. Cause we're not on a super giant schedule. Sure. Um, so we got fortunate enough that we both had that Wednesday off. So we left that morning. We left about, we met over at Gary's place about nine 30. Robert was running late. <laughs> no. Ah, but see, we're smart. I know my buddy Robert better than anybody, and we figured he would be late. That's why we said 9.30, because our goal was to leave at 10. (laughs) And he showed up at (laughs) 9.55, and we left before 10. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So uh, we left Oklahoma, and of course, the most painful part of the trip is to get our butts out of Oklahoma, uh, going through Tulsa and up that way through Missouri. Paying your $11 through the tolls. All the tolls, yeah, God. Uh, we took Gary's vehicle. He says, I don't know what actually, I'm not a car guy, so I don't like look at cars and go, oh, that's a nice this or that. It's it road smooth. I mean, at times I kept teasing him about, like, are we ever going to get there, Grandma? And we were actually <laughs> going like 74 miles per hour. And right. it felt like we were going 60, you know. He didn't drive as fast as I do, but we also didn't get any tickets and we were never in any danger to get one. So that's good. Um, We headed up that way. Our plan was to go to Springfield and stop in Springfield. Do you remember when we did, um, what's the three-headed tournament we did before? Chimera Cup. Chimera Cup. You remember how we went up there early and we went to that Cosmic Comics, which was like an old school 1980s comic shop with lots of long boxes and back issues. The one that was like one building, but three or four rooms. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We were planning on going hitting that comic shop and maybe something else. So we get there and like when we checked like a week before, it said it would be open on Wednesday. Opened at like one o'clock Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) when we saw the sign for Springfield was about like 30 minutes to an hour away we started checking and Google said that they were closed and only open on like Saturdays. Yeah. 
So that sucks. Did, did you call so, him up? Because probably just goes to that guy's cell phone. And right. he'd be like, hey, we want to come in. And he'd be like, okay. We did. We did. No answer. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so we went to Nameless Comics, which is another store me and you went to. I don't know how to describe it, except it was a game comic shop. It looked, it was improved. Like, I enjoyed being there this time more than the time me and you went. That was the one with the game room in the back? Yes. Okay. Um, he had a, it was pretty cool. He had a whole like independent comic section for like indie people, you know, and stuff like, you know, the self-published guys and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we had a good time. I, I found a few items that probably wouldn't have normally bought, but you know, when you're on vacation, you feel like ah, I can splurge. Um, it, I will say the whole, almost every place in Missouri didn't seem to care if you wore a mask or not. And my experience was about 70% of the people did not wear masks. Um, we, I asked about, do you remember the comic shop we went to that I bought all the little WWE little toys that were like in a fishbowl for a buck each. Do you remember that one? We found that that's where we found the blood bowl blank cover sketch covers. Yeah. That was comic cave. Or yeah. Cave comic, comics or something like that. Yeah. Okay. They shut down. Oh. I thought they were a nice store. They went out of business. Um, so we, cause I asked the guy at nameless, I go, I, I know you don't want me to tell you, you don't want to tell me your competitors, but I said about four, three or four years ago, we were here and I just named some places and he goes, Oh, that place shut down. And I, I Googled it to double check and he was right. Do you remember the comic shop that I found that Care Bears issue in the 25th anniversary cover that had all the little miscellaneous sports collectibles and toys? And they were just, it was like a garage sale. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That place is called uh, Rublers, I guess. They moved locations and we went there and, uh, you know, looked around all the stuff. Um, I found a 1986 package of GI Joe party hats. Nice. <laughs> and one, I it was it said five bucks, so I went up and I paid for it and got it for five bucks. And then I realized when we got in the car that the other side of the package said ten bucks. <laughs> so I easily could have took that up there, and the guy could have like flipped it over and said ten bucks. I probably still would have bought. I don't know what I'm going to do with 1986 packaged GI Joe party hats, but the 1986 kid in me wanted those so bad that I went ahead and bought them. Cause I was like, I don't want to get back and tell Steve about what I saw and then not buy it. You no, know? those are cool. So, yeah. So pretty neat little thing to pick up. Um, Robert found in the dollar boxes, he found a, one of the McFarland drawn issues of amazing spider-man the christmas one wow i think it was like 314 or 317 anyways he claims that like on according to one website it's a hundred dollar book we checked we checked ebay and it was anywhere between you know 40 to 20 but he still got for a buck it was in great it was like in mint condition near mint condition it was spectacular condition um but he actually didn't have it so he was just happy that like Somehow he missed that one way back in the day. So he was, he was just joy to find it. That's cool. Um, let's see from there. Try to think if I can remember like 
from there, we went ahead and uh, we were going to go to the place that we did the uh, Chimera Cup at, but they said that they had an employee that had got COVID or something. I don't know if this is true. This is one store telling me maybe they didn't want us to go. <laughs> like they had to shut down for like a couple weeks or something like that because of COVID. I don't hmm. know, you know. Yeah. Um. So we didn't go there. So we hit the road and we we travel for a while. Our plan was to hit Hicks Barbecue in in Cuba, Missouri. And, um, we hit that place. How was we it? Had, I'm sorry. We had a stop in between there. Okay. Um, that was our goal is to get to, to Cuba, Missouri um, for barbecue. Uh, on the way there, about, I don't know, 30 minutes from there. So we stopped and one of us had to pee. So we stopped at a gas station, got gas, gassed up. And there was this little tiny shop, like, I don't know, <laughs> a tiny strip mall, like maybe had like, three or four little storefronts in it it was wooden one of them was like i think nails or something and the other was like vacant and there was one called the game shack and we went into this place and it was video games not i was hoping it'd be like card games and stuff like that right like an old it was old school nintendo sega all old school stuff now like if i was into that stuff this would have been heaven Hmm. um it had a very old feel to it. Like it was maybe this little strip mall was made in like 1985. It had like wood paneling, stuff like that. And stuff was just all out. So yeah. you could see it. It felt very garage sellish in some way, but the guy was his guy. was a gentleman named Mike who ran it. Um, super nice guy. I think that guy would, have. he was actually closed and he saw us pull up and we're like, Oh, they're actually closed. And, he came to the door and he opened it up and said, come on in guys. And, you know, he's like, I'm just, we just, I'm moving back into this place. So like, everything's kind of messy. So, but let me know if you need anything. And then like <clears throat> very trusting guy. Cause he just left us alone. Yeah. <laughs> there was some comics in there on the walls, which is kind of funny, like NFL super pro and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if any of them were worth anything, but they had them like tacked to the wall. Like, comic stores did back in 1985 mm-hmm. um tons of cool video nostalgic video games like i said if i would have had an old system i probably would have looked longer and probably just bought something to support him um i did find a they had some little toys and stuff i found a little toy thing that i wanted um you know robert and gary left we said thanks and i found this little toy at the last second i was like Hey, I'd like to buy this. And I couldn't find him. So I had to go in the back and eventually I found him. He was like putting up stuff. He even had like this area, this one room where it had like a really comfy couch and it had like VCRs. <laughs> so you could watch like, I guess, old VHS movies. Yeah. Cause he a, had like a library of VHS movies there too. It had like, a couch and it had a video camera and it had yeah, a desk. This, no, this guy was really a good dude. You could just tell. This was like the one nice guy in a, one of those video video game role-playing games that you can always go to and heal up. And he's the guy who goes, stay for a while. Would you like something to eat? The only place you can heal up in the forest, you know? Yeah. That's what this guy was. Um, I asked him, like, I said, hey, man, how much do I owe you for this? And none of his stuff was marked. I mean, I guess he really was just moving in there. And uh, he goes, oh, 
He's like, man, I can't charge you for that. I said, you sure can. It's your store. <laughs> he goes, no, just take it. And I said, I said, I'm going to give you something. And he said, I, I just, I can't charge you for that. And I said, well, you need to stay in business. <laughs> I said, I'd like the next time I roll through here for you to stay in business. He's like, I just can't charge you for that. That's just such a small item. That's and I was like, well, works. then we're going to, we're going to have a problem here. And he's like, how about this? He's like, you go to church anywhere? And I said, well, I haven't been to church in a while because of all the COVID stuff. I said, but, you know, me and my girlfriend attend Life Church when we go. And he goes, why don't you do this? Next time you go, why don't you put $5 in the bucket? And he said, and that would make me happy. He said, got your word on that? And I said, you got it. And um, so you so got something for free. Nice. No, I actually didn't. I wanted to, I didn't know the next time I'm ever going to, you know, go in person. So when we got in the car, I, I got on their website and I donated five bucks in his name. And then I actually went and gave him a review, which I never do on uh, like the Google reviews, you know, when you huh. see reviews, uh, I didn't say like, he gave me a free item <laughs> and I donated five bucks. Um, I didn't say that, but like, I don't, this area looked like a small, super small town area. And I don't know if he'll be back in business with the items he had. Right. But he just seemed like a really genuine guy. And like, he was just, he refused. I had a $5 bill in my hand and he could have easily just took the five bucks for this little thing that was maybe worth 50 cents and I would have bought it. So it was just, it was one of those things where like you felt like you were in like some weird movie and as we pulled away the store disappeared <laughs> it was like all a test you know like to and see you, how you are you get like faith plus one yeah exactly it was Just, like something weird from gloomhaven where like you see this oasis oh it's a little shop <laughs> the guy wants to just give you some potions no i'm definitely going to give him something do you, you know? take it or do you give him money so anyways I can't tell you the town that that was in. It's called the Game Shack. I think it's called Mike's Game Shack. And um, we went on to Hicks, uh, Cuba, Missouri. We stopped at Hicks Barbecue. The barbecue, after having some really good barbecue here in Oklahoma over the last couple of years, Hicks Barbecue is just okay. It, if, um, it feels like it keeps getting worse every time we go. I don't think it's worse. I think it really depends what you order. Um, I thought... I thought my food was good. I wouldn't say it was amazing good, but it, I was glad we stopped and ate there. Uh, once again, I think they had fabulous sauces. I got pulled pork, which I think I didn't like from there anyways before, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, Robert and Gary were happy with their food. Our waitress, it was near near closing time. It was probably 8 o'clock when we were eating. And um, I... It probably, it really felt like they didn't have enough staff that night or maybe they let them go or they were cleaning up. So our waitress was kind of scattered and that didn't help when you want drink refills after traveling, but right. I mean, she might've just had a bad day. So I bought some barbecue sauce from them. I was glad we went there. Remember the, <laughs> they probably don't want me to say this. Do you remember the photo that was in the bathroom, Steve? The uh, questionable one? <laughs> the questionable photo yes that when we went there for the first time we took pictures because we were like how the hell is this thing up 
It was right? quite racist. It was. I actually think it was a but, good piece of art that was very. It was of its time. Racist for of its time. Yeah. For sure. It wasn't like they were trying to be racist. It was just more of a. Eh, this probably doesn't fly anymore. Right. Um. Anyways, that picture no longer is there. That's good. Yeah. So like, since the last time we went a couple of years back, you know, things have changed. That's good. Right. Or somebody bought it for their own house. <laughs> Let's not go into that, right? <laughs> but that's what I thought too. I was like, ah, some racists bought that picture. <laughs> I've been looking for uh, this one. Uh, so then we we headed off. We got to we ended up staying in St. Louis. We stayed in a very very nice hotel. So in Gary picked it out. St. Louis, huh? Downtown St. Louis. Yeah, it wasn't my choice, bro. Well, no, of course not. That's all. That's all, Gary. But downtown downtown jeez okay we were like you could we were close to the water you know the river downtown it was a very nice hotel um but i would question the motives when we were at a stoplight and a long 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 parade of cars that was all latino had flags out and they were hooping and hollering and I don't know if they were celebrating something <laughs> or, or we were about to be in the middle of a protest <laughs> because like it was just the perception was like, this is a lot of noise coming our way. What the hell is going on? Yeah. And, um, but I think it must've been, I don't know. It was weird because it was like 10 o'clock at night more than anything. Was there a sports game that finished or something? I don't know. Because I know that basketball was going, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was very Latino. I mean, Mexican flags out. and hmm. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Whatever they're celebrating, obviously, didn't make the news or anything. So good for them. Um, yeah, nice little hotel. We stayed the night there. We got up that morning. Uh, we drove back about 10 miles. So now we're on Thursday morning. We drove back about 10 miles to go to the kolache factory, the only one in St. Louis. And we got some delicious kolaches. And I'm telling you, that that food is some of heaven's best. I love those. Nothing better than like bread stuffed anything. Need to get and, Gary uh, to invest in one. Uh, he's already looked into it several times. It, it takes a lot. It takes a whole lot. And he can't convince him and his other friends to do that yeah i He's understand 100 and the doctors at his job are not <laughs> but i think i do gangbusters here in oklahoma um but i i could be wrong uh so we we headed up to chicago um it's really funny because <laughs> i'm reminded every year on that trip to chicago chicago like i'm ready to get out of oklahoma just because i've been through these roads you know feels like hundreds of times and mm -hmm. the scenery is kind of boring to me and then when i get into missouri it's green and i'm like ah this is pretty there's kind of some mountains mountainous areas that not super high but you get what i'm saying there's yeah. hills and peaks and it's not just flat not you know there's green trees all those things and then as soon as you cross the border from Missouri to <laughs> Illinois, it feels like something out of a cartoon where you just cross the tracks and everything's different. And Gary was like, holy hell, this trip is 
this is terrible. There's nothing but corn. And it's like, yeah, there's nothing. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah, this is kind of the part that I always forget. And this is probably the most boring trip. And of course, you know, that same road that they've narrowed down to one lane, they're still doing that. I mean, that's been going on for what, 10 years now, it feels <laughs> it like. It seems like. Um, ironically enough, we ran into zero cops that I saw. That's odd. Um, the guys introduced me to a game called Retro Bowl for the phone. It's a little app, you know, game app. It's like almost like old school Tecmo Bowl where you don't play defense, but you play offense. And you get to manage your team and stuff like that. And you can play little games in like five minutes. Hmm. Um, I highly recommend it if you like football. Um, you can even like customize teams. Like I took out the Jets and put in, because I didn't want two New York teams. So I, I took out the New York Jets and changed them to the Atlantic City team. And then I took out the um, Chargers. And we have an Oklahoma City team in my league. Um, I wouldn't mind gives that you a in random, real life. Huh? I said I wouldn't really mind that in real life either um it's a pretty fun little game and that's why i'm bringing this up because hopefully some people like football um you you're the coach you can name yourself you can change like how long quarters you want to play you can ch change like if you want easy medium hard or if you want it to like kind of do a random thing where it you know it learns from you and stuff like that um you can hire staff you can have meetings with people. You can chew people out. After every game, there's some type of scenario like so-and-so got pulled over for a speeding ticket. Do you find him or ignore it? And your decisions can affect your team one way or another. You have morale. Um, you can change your team colors if you want. You can leave for different coaching jobs if you want. You start off on week the last week of the season as the head coach got fired and you're the interim coach. And then you play a game and it walks you through the stuff and then they hire you for the next season. So hmm. you ran, you can randomly get a team or you can pick your favorite team. So you start in that location. And after seasons, it says these jobs are vacant, you know, and stuff like that and hire free agents, all this stuff. People retire. It's, it's actually a, a really addictive, fun game. That morning on the way to Illinois, I played a whole season and <laughs> off and on for about, three to four hours and in my second my full first full season i won a super a retro bowl with detroit but to be honest i, I hired this big old expensive free agent i just hand the ball off to him and he busted it up and <laughs> i just ran the ball like 90 percent of the time he had over three thousand yards one league mvp he had 48 touchdowns i was awesome whatever wins and, and then um anyways that's Retro Bowl. Look it up. We get to Illinois, or, or it's Chicago. We we find our hotel. By this point, we kind of got and you're up staying a little bit at, late. You're staying at the Rosemont Hotel? Yeah, we are We are staying at the Rosemont. It was weird. Uh, you didn't drive in last year, right? Cause you flew. No, we flew. Okay, so it was really weird because like I expected to see things I'm familiar with, like going to Palatine. Right. And we took you know, a different path where I thought traffic would be like awful. It never was super awful. It was weird. It was like, I've been to Chicago all these years, but I've never seen this part of Chicago. But the truth is we didn't see a lot of Chicago. Yeah, right? So let's so, so say we saw like, you know, two, 3%. Um, so we, because we slept in, we didn't set our alarms and stuff that morning. Like we said, we were, 
you know, we rolled in oh I want to say like three or four. On Thursday? Maybe. On Thursday. I think we got there maybe at four. Okay. Four to five. And then uh we checked into the hotel. We then um decided of course we went Giordano's pizza. You know, I thought it'd be uh early enough where I could eat pizza sauce without it just killing me. So we went and uh, had Giordano's uh, wonderful salad. Oh, their Caesar salad's amazing. Like I might like that almost more than their pizza. <laughs> I mean, it was, <laughs> whew, it was really delicious. Um, then we had, uh, we got a Hawaiian pizza, Canadian bacon, pineapple, which I know everybody grosses out about, but that's all right. Uh, it was pretty delicious. Uh, like normal the first slice is amazing the second slice is still pretty good and then about halfway through the third slice if you make it that far you're like <laughs> i've had enough <laughs> why did i do this to me um so you know we ate our food and we already decided since we shared a pizza that we weren't gonna we we're trying not to overeat so we could because we found an overweiss in this area um how far um, away from the hotel was it because i thought there wasn't any close Overwise, yeah there's probably nothing close but wherever we drove to gary was driving robert was directing okay i think it was about another six or seven miles from the giordano's i could be wrong on that um there was a half price books in the area which led us <laughs> also there because <laughs> robert course. gary love half price books robert loves half price books so we did a lot of looking at half price books I'm, I'm pretty sure in Springfield, we might have stopped at one, too, but I can't remember. Um, we went to this Half Price Books in this area. Um, I think we hit two that night. Um, but at the end of it, we hit a, um, a Oberweiss and went in there and had some delicious ice cream. The guys thought it was some of the best ice cream they've ever had. Was it just like the other one? No, it was set up a little bit different because this was in a more... Upscale? Yeah, I'd say it. I said, I made the comment of, wow, this area is very white <laughs> because it really was. It was, uh, I think Robert was the darkest person in any of those stores that we were at. Huh. Um, it was just laid out a little bit different, but it's weird because they took a lot of the tables out of Overweiss and stuff too. So people would, you know, social distance. Yeah. Um, they still had all their milk and all that stuff too. So it was part of another building too. So it wasn't a standalone Oberweiss. Uh, we got our ice cream. The guys really enjoyed it. Like I said, they loved it. Um, Jeffro claims that there's another place up there that makes Oberweiss look not very good. So, yeah, he said that last year and uh, wasn't able to get to it. Yeah, so I was hoping we'd make it to that, but we just never did because of schedule wise. Well, that's what um, we'll do next year. Uh, after that, we went ahead and head, headed back to the hotel room. We hung out. Um, Robert was doing some sketches because he was going to sell his comic at the tables, and he wanted to do some sketching and stuff and maybe sell some of his artwork. And um, so me and Gary decided we had, we brought some games. We decided to – we couldn't get the NFL game on our hotel um, – our hotel TV because they don't have the NFL ticket or whatever NFL network. So we went down to the bar. There was nobody down there. And uh, I took some of these things called jump start packs from magic where you take 
each pack has 20 cards so you just open two packs and smash them together and you have a deck okay so we played a couple games of magic the gathering down there with sealed things because i had some packs of those um one game was actually rather boring as we opened a lot of the same colors (laughs) so it was like beer matches of boring green and then we had another match that went fairly quick because i had double red so that was a lot of direct damage um but we had fun playing that and watching the the browns game and then we came up to our room we played a game of dice throne um if you don't know what this game is it's a you pick a character kind of a yahtzee style format you want to roll some dice you get three chances at it to make like some type of combo move best thing i can think of is think kind of like a street fighter type game in the essence of it's one-on-one fighting each other yeah I guess you could have multiple people, but it was just one-on-one for our thing. So he taught me that. It was really fun. I recommend it if you like that kind of stuff. Um, Obviously, we went to bed. We got up the next morning. We went to Walker Brothers. Remember that place? Mm -hmm. Uh, The fancy breakfast place. This is a different one than we went to, I'm assuming. It was a different location than we went to. I can't tell you these locations, but... It's fine. Um. We went to Walker Brothers. I once again had the Blue Crab uh, Eggs Benedict. It was amazing. The guys got their food. Robert got a baked, a baked uh, omelet, <clears throat> which was really weird looking, but really tasted delicious. I never even thought about baking eggs. It was almost like a quiche without the crust, I if you're into quiches. I guess that makes sense. Uh, yeah it makes sense when i say it that way but it's just it was weird um everybody loved their food they thought it was great they was like great choice i wish that place was closer to the hotel to like get breakfast in the morning but mm-hmm. it just wasn't uh we hit some more half price books ones that we could find we hit a place called dreamland comics uh, for the comic store we plan on going to another one called atlas uh we decided not to even go to that after we you know shopped around but um we went to dreamland comics it was a pretty cool comic store um i found some things like i was kind of looking for remember this old battle book comics battle book uh you'll you probably don't remember um there there are comics that were almost like a game they look like comics but somehow you played a game where like the two characters fought each other doesn't Um, sound familiar no okay well I was just talking about those to somebody at work like two weeks ago. And I was like, if I ever see those, I'm going to pick them up. And he had a couple of them in the back issue. So I picked them up. Also found some cool trades that I've wanted. They were half price. Um, we got to watch him. Some lady came in and bought a, and offered him a green lantern. Number one from like the nineties. I don't want to confuse anybody. 1990. 1990 this is not from the 1950s it was green lantern number one cover art by pat Pat broderick in a framed uh it was framed up matted it even had a copy of issue number one with it it was pretty amazing he got it for a steal the lady left happy you know i posted about it i know people said like oh that guy screwed her over and yeah he probably did but it's kind of his business, right? I mean, like, we were happy for Robert when he got a, a comic supposedly worth 20 to to $100 for a buck. Yeah. So, you know, he, he lucked out. Um, I went back in and I offered him like $600 for it. 
and he refused. So Jeez. he was Gary said the plan was to take it to an auction. Um, he paid like a hundred and thirty or hundred and thirty five dollars for it. Yeah, Which, and you know, you posted it and everyone got into a little discussion about it. The problem I have with any type of original art is I just don't know if it's truly like the pencils. Is it the ink? It was the it was the ink page. It was one hundred percent. The pencils were there, and then it was inked. Okay. So well, it was the original the, artwork. If it's you the original the art, then yeah, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, but she went to another store that offered her a hundred bucks. So like, either a lot of people were trying to rip her off, or I mean, hell, I don't know. I don't. I wonder, like, if I would have overheard it and said, I'll give you 600 bucks for it, if that guy would have counter-offered me. Because he might not have the money. You know, with, with COVID and stuff, he might not have the extra money to offer. Yeah, but oh. you find the money for that. Right. I, I understand. And to be really honest, if they were negotiating in the store, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have opened my big mouth and stepped in there. I, I wouldn't have done that either because that's not... I know everybody thinks that's in me, but it's also, she didn't come to me trying to sell the comics. She came to the store. You know? I've done that one time and it worked out fine. Well, it was basically someone selling stuff at vintage stock. I was like, look, you know, cause they were like statues or something and they had put it up there and then they walked away and I'm like, look, if you want, you can take them to this other store and I'm sure they give you a lot more money. Oh, okay. Well, I'll check that out. Okay. Like if I had any interest in them, I would have, but. Right. Um, so we saw that happen. Uh, then we went and we had some, we were happy with our purchases. So, I mean, that was cool. The, I told the guy to only buy this, these trades for him because they had stickers on the back that I couldn't get off. Um, so I said, if you can get these stickers off cleanly, but there's no sticky residue and it doesn't damage the book. I'll buy them from you. He goes, deal. He said, give me 10 minutes. Hmm. <laughs> so he was really nice about that. And you couldn't tell at all. So he did a good job. He said, lighter fluid's the key to get just a dab of lighter fluid on a napkin or something. Takes that sticky off. Yeah. Um, so then we had Portello's cause I wanted the guys to eat that that weekend. They, I guess they thought I meant at that moment cause I wasn't really that hungry. So, but we stopped at Portellos. <laughs> and really, I don't know. It was far enough away where I don't know if, like, it would have been convenient at any other time, anyways. We went, if it was the place that was near a grocery store. Yeah, down the way and then to the right. Yeah, yeah we went there not, last year. Yeah, it probably wasn't super far, but same time, I just didn't know. It was a lot farther in the shuttle from the hotel, especially after um, we get out and they're like, Good luck getting back. We're done for the day. Oh, it's that's like, nice. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we ate <clears> that Portello's. The guys really enjoyed that. Because, like, you know, when you hear about it, you think, like, oh, hot dogs and this and that. Um, I got an Italian beef. I didn't get anything else. Uh, Gary and them got their Italian beefs, fries. Robert got pasta for some stupid reason. I didn't even know they had pasta. Exactly. And I think he was... Happy with his decision until he saw us pull out those Italian beefs. And then he was like, whoa, those look really good. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of what they're known for. And then I talked the guys into getting a cake shake. 
and a caramel salted shake. <laughs> and I knew they wouldn't drink it all. <laughs> I got to drink just a little bit to make me happy. <laughs> um, anyways, we had a good time with that. We went over to the grocery store, got a few groceries for our little, our cooler and uh, for breakfast the next day, like some donuts, bananas, stuff like that. And then we went back to the hotel. We relaxed for a little while in our hotel room until it was time to go play sevens. And uh, I think this would be a good stopping point. We'll come back. We'll talk about sevens. I can tell you what I took. And then we can talk about all that and then get into actual chaos cup. Sounds good. Start your visit in the loop, the central business district encircled by the L, Chicago's elevated train line. The streets within the loop are a showcase of architecture from the world's first high-rises to the cloud-piercing towers of today. If you've made it this long, I'm going to finally start <laughs> talking about Blood Bowl. No, you're not. <laughs> you're going to be talking about Sevens. Well, a variant of Blood Bowl called Sevens. Now, um, we have discussed Sevens before. We know people enjoy it. We are not those people. Don't. Um, I've played a couple of games and it's just not to my liking. Um, if I'd rather be playing something else and you still chose to play. Well, so in going up there, Gary's first time, he was like all about like, well, I said, there is this option. Cause I didn't want him to see it being played and go, why didn't we do that? <sighs> and Gary we decided to play. Gary does <clears throat> not have nine blood bowl games in him. Uh, right. Or yeah, nine. And um, you're right about that. I don't think Scott ever has nine Blood Bowl games in him either. Yeah. So going into this, I didn't really want to play. I even told Gary at any point we can go down there and get our dice because we registered. And if you don't feel like playing, we walk away. And at any point during the night, if you don't feel like playing anymore, we walk away. Because this whole Chaos Cup is weird because you're trying to social distance and yet you want to hang out. And even if it's just with Robert and Gary, I don't get to go hang out with my buddies and have conversations and stuff if we don't go out to eat or hang out in our room playing games or anything. So it was just odd. Um, so I go down there and nobody's there to like the Florida guys. A lot of the Florida guys are there. They came up with a million people at Chaos Cup. I don't know for sure, but if I had to guess, it was 10 to 12. Jeez. <clears throat> and um, I guess Doombeard Dave's an honorary member, they were saying, because he's moving to Florida or something. I don't know. That's their business. Um, I was like, where's Jim? And they go, oh, Jim's not going to be here. <laughs> and now it's after 7 o'clock, and I was like, "Where's who's running this then? And it's like, oh, Brian Two's going to take over running it, and he's finishing up some board game. Um, long story short, I don't remember what time we started, but it wasn't on time. Um, we originally thought, according to, I think it's the NAF entry, it says starts at 6 o'clock. And I believe the Facebook entry starts at 7 or vice versa. Anyways, we were under the impression we started at 6 and found out like hours before that it starts at seven and then we were told oh, i'll just be down there by 6 30 or so and then we were there early and then it still didn't start yeah. um a lot of people were already in their liquor at this time at yeah. this point 
I believe me and Gary and just a few other people were the only people wearing masks. I thought they were not... required. What's that? See, this is what bugs me is I thought it was required for Chaos Cup. Um, it is for Chaos Cup. And is this not a Chaos Cup event? This is not. And I was told that... I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to rephrase what I thought was said to me. It's like, don't worry tomorrow I'm running it and there will be, it'll be very strict and cutting, you know, black and white. You're either wearing your mask or you're going home type deal. This one's run by other people. So it's their event. Yeah. um, That kind of defeats the whole purpose of having masks when you have a whole night of people being drunk, getting together, laughing, expelling particulates in the air, and uh, not having masks. Right. Um, as we start this, once again, I want to make it super clear that if this sounds like Scott the Grouchy Old Man, it's it's really not. But at the same time, I don't mean any one thing as a personal dig to anybody this whole weekend that I played, because I really do think I played good people. Um, So it's nothing personal, but I'm going to try to be as honest as I can. Um, Again, I didn't want to play sevens. I played one game of sevens in my past with a local up up at the store. While I enjoyed my time, it didn't make me like crave sevens enough to like go find out the real rules and look at the kickoff table or anything like that. I kind of came into this pretty blind. If you need to know what I took, I was determined to play with, I have some little models that are like little Ninja Turtles and they're not like, they're like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, except if they were a turtle. So they're very small models um, with like a little headband on and stuff. Okay. I got, I got these cute C models at some comic convention and I bought like 16 of them. And at the time I thought, this is way before J-Bones, uh, Frogs. Mm-hmm. I thought, this is going to be my slam team because they're ninjas, so they jump. This would be fun, right? And I was just going to paint the bases different colors. I paid to get them painted. I've never used them. So I was going to, I was determined to use them for sevens because sevens is you only get to pick four positionals of something of the positional pieces and all the rest have to be linemen. So I was determined to either these were going to be dark elves or they were going to be Norse or uh, Amazons. And after thinking about it, I didn't want to play Norse twice. But then it came down to Norse or Amazons. I didn't want to bother with the Dark Elves because I couldn't get an extra player because it was too expensive if I went four Blitzers. And so I just asked Jennifer, I was like, when you see this team, are they going to be super dodgy or super hitty? And she goes, well, they're little baby turtles. They're going to be dodgy. You should play Amazons. She said, but you won't listen to me anyways because you're going to second guess it. (laughs) And I laughed and I said, no, I'll do exactly what you said. And I made up an Amazon roster. Now I come to find out that like Amazons and Skaven, I guess are the the people to play because Amazons, you have all this built-in dodge block, right? Yeah. Or you have this built-in dodge. Well, it's fine if it works, right? That's <laughs> Unless usually you roll, how... play somebody who rolls nothing but pals. Yeah, um, it's just like having a whole team of nothing but foul appearance. Like, it right. should work, but it doesn't. Um, uh, round one, I've, I played um, Eric Nyberger from Florida. Uh, I played his Norse team. And right off the bat, 
Nuffle was telling me like, you didn't do any research on this and you don't want to be here. So I'm going to make you pay. <laughs> uh, sevens, you don't start off next to each other on kickoffs. You have space in between. And there's like on the kickoff table, there's a thing called charge, which is just as bad as blitz because you can foreseeably catch your own kickoff not even being behind the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. He kicked off to me. He caught his own kickoff. It was turn one. And I had to, he was already in a defensive spot where I couldn't really do much to him. So sevens, the sevens, there's no re-rolls unless you have built-in re-rolls. There's no leadership. So it's all, you know, you could roll lights out or you can, a one's going to kill you, like really, really kill you. Yeah. And not just kind of kill you. It really forces you to do all your moves first, or in my case with Amazons, with the dodginess. Like, do you take a chance that you roll a two and a two, or do you go do something else first? Um, long story short, I got my butt kicked. You know, he caught the kickoff, he scored. Eventually, he was, he didn't murder me. I murdered myself. I was in situations where all I needed was a go for it or a dodge to like get to his ball carrier. And I failed everything. My dice were crap. <laughs> and when I fell down, I made sure to casualty myself every time in that game. That was nice of you. I think I had three or four people in the casualty box. I think I didn't write notes to this, but all of them, I think were by my own volition. I was about 50% on dodging, Jeez. which that's what you should be if you're playing normal humans, right? A whole team of human linemen yeah. should be 50%. Not, so, not people with dodge. Right. So he had a Norse team, and he kicked my butt. I lost 2 nothing. Um, game two, I played. After every game, I'm going like, and even before, I was like, you want to leave or stay? Well, I'll just stay. So now we're how, stayed in it. How long did it take to play? Honestly, not long once we got going. I think the whole tournament was about three hours. Okay. Because I think we only played, I think he set the clock for 45 minutes. Okay. So it was, it was quick, I think. Um, I, I can't even tell you for sure. It wasn't long enough, and I'll tell you that eventually. Um, played round two, played Doobier Dave. Of course, he had chaos. He uh, he had like you know the skills to give him piling on and stuff like that. Was he playing his music? Uh, what's that? Was he playing his music? Of course he was. Yeah, and I told you. We've had this discussion personally many times on like tactics to maybe send your opponent on tilt that people think are like, no, that's that guy's gimmick, or that's just how he is. Or and this is not aimed at Doombeard Dave because no, it was the there's first, about ten other people I could name off before Doombeard Dave. The but first Chaos people, Cup we went to, remember, someone was blaring music. Yeah, they were and it was music. distracting to us tables away. Right. Um, there's been playing. This is not the first time I've encountered somebody playing music. Um, this is not the, you know, there's the guy who has to pee a hundred times. Mm -hmm. There's the guy who sings songs. There's the guy who points at ones. There's the guys who do weird little annoying things to try to send you on tilt. And they're just masked in this, like, no, that's, that's how this guy is. This is how player X is. He's always been this way. Tom Rummery's always grumpy. <laughs> it's his gimmick. And it's like, okay, 
Well, he always yells out racial epithets. No big deal. Right. Right. Um, so we, me and you have talked about this before. We've <laughs> me and you after that first Chaos Cup said if we ever run tournaments, blaring music guy is not going to be allowed to blare music. One hundred percent. We've also said that's why we have those rules of you. I, I really miss the sharing dice rule. Now I understand why we yeah. don't have it this year, but there's so many matchups where like, like I said, I don't know why. I feel like it's you better know? when we share share dice and when the but dice just fall somebody else's way i go we shared dice i can't even complain you know this brings me to an idea that i had where at tournaments now we could give out block dice and make people use those block dice hmm. you could because then um, it's all equal or we invest in popomatics we make <laughs> our own popomatics and then all i have to do is push it and uh, everyone uses the same dice wow that's actually interesting um anyways yes he was playing his music and what have i told you before i said if i ever play doombeard dave You're i know going. nobody in the world's gonna tell him he can't play his music <laughs> and probably if i asked him he'd probably tell me no because he needs his good vibes to because he believes in the miracle the of power of shade the power of shade which i heard several times that night yeah. um so i told you he like, is a I'm nice guy play... i will we're, we're bad mouthing him, but he is a nice guy. Have nothing no, against I'm not him. Bad mouthing him. I'll bad mouth him, but no, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. People have things when they play, and I don't have to like them. Well, if I sound like I'm complaining about anybody, I, I really, I didn't leave the tournament saying like I'd like to send this guy through a wood chipper, and that's usually the sign of like I don't like you at all. I mm -hmm. never like to see you live, <laughs> so I don't have that at all. Um, but I would question like playing music at the table to try to get somebody to tilt might be a thing. Maybe not. Maybe that's not the real motive. Anyways. Uh, I, but I always told you, like, if I ever play him, I'm going to play my own music. Yeah. So it was funny at our table. We had Sade playing and we had like Hootie and the Blowfish and Darius Rucker's country music playing at the same time. And Long story short, we had a tie one-to-one, -one, but he got a bunch of casualties from me. So once again, the casualty award in even sevens ran through Scott. <laughs> and I must say, this is one of those cases where I wish we could have shared dice because I could be wrong. I probably am wrong, but I only remember one time where he did not roll a pal. And I mean the pal. The one thing you can't stop in Blood Bowl. He might roll two dice, three dice, or whatever. Yeah. He rolled double skulls once, and I swear he rolled a pow in, in, in with a combination of something else every time on Amazon. Jeez. It did not matter that I had dodge, and it did not matter I had block dodge. I was very, I got my butt kicked like physically, and I was very happy that I pulled out a tie on that. Um, I don't know if dave cared about the tie because i thought dave did casualties and tried to win and then talking to somebody else they say he always goes just for casualties so maybe me getting a tie is not as impressive as i thought because <laughs> i walked away like being like happy that i tied him because i was like yeah at least I, at least i showed him i could tie him you know like yeah um and then other people told me later like no 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 he goes just for casualties he don't care about winning so I went, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I tied. 
So I still was telling Gary, like, anytime you want to leave, we can. And we didn't. So round three, I played uh, Michael Haley from Colorado. Um, and uh, he had Amazons as well as me. And he said he was looking forward to this match because he wanted a revenge match against me from the last time we played Blood Bowl. And in my head, I was thinking, but this is sevens. This is different. <laughs> exactly. It's not the same. Um, but we had the mirror match of Amazons versus Amazons. Uh, Ken, uh, remember Ken Bergman? Mm-hmm. Bergen or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he, he sat with us. They were drinking their drinks pretty heavily. Um, again, I'm going to say some things, but it, I have no venom towards Michael Haley. And I, I honestly, this is sevens. It's round three. I'm just ready to get this over with. Um, you know, we could have both shook hands and moved on or bumped elbows and just said, let's just call it and we'll roll off. And I'd have been happy with that. I, I was done playing sevens. I, wasn't enjoying myself and it wasn't because of the results i just i would have rather done something else friday night yeah that's the problem with sevens as i know a lot of people do love it a lot of people really think it's fun i don't enjoy it and i would rather just be playing something else if the next day we were playing a three-round tournament or a four-round tournament my whole opinion might be different yeah or if i went to play just that that's fine but right. yeah, I didn't play it last year and I, I haven't played it any year because I've just. Part of it's on me. I should have done some more research about sevens. Cause I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the kickoff table at all. I didn't even know how to kick off. So a lot of that's on me. So I will take that as, as well. Again, I was, I was only going to play sevens if Gary wanted to play seven. So I played Michael Haley. Uh, Michael had lots of drinks, like almost everybody in that room did. Um, Everybody, I think, offered me a drink, maybe, except Doombeard went and got one. I'm sure if I said, pick me up a drink, he would have brought it. Um, We played. We did not get to finish our game. Again, I really don't care, but I'm going to say this in case you're listening. Uh, If you're that person or if you want are worried about the experience you give somebody else, Um, there was it had some goofy rules to it where your guy could get the stupidity skill. Um, if in theory, if we would have finished our turns, that game probably should have ended in a tie. But uh, again, my opponent had several drinks very, very, very often. It was, I'm going to dodge away. He'd grab his block dice, throw it in there, shake it. You know, he's using the dice cup, hit it down and goes, pow. Did I grab the wrong dice? <laughs> that played out the whole entire game. Um, after they called time, we finished it. Uh, I had the ball. I was the only guy close to the end zone. You know, if we would have finished our last two turns, I'm not saying I would have tied it, but I don't know how I wouldn't have tied it. <laughs> um, even at one point, Michael thought I had it too, you know, but then we ran out of time. Yeah. Um, even Ken, who was watching, goes, if that guy would have maybe picked up the right dice, you guys could have finished this game and you would have got a tie. And I said, yeah, but I mean, we're pretty close to the last table at sevens. I don't really care. This is one thing that I learned at World Cup, and I've known before, but I really implemented at World Cup. If you are being drunk at the table, then that gives me full right to treat you like a child. And if that means that I have to tell you, you know, speed shit up so that we can get done, 
because I'm and, not I'm not here to goof off. I'm here to play. That's I'm not going right. to feel bad about doing that. If we weren't on the bottom or second to bottom table, and if I cared about my ranking, right, yeah. I would have said something. I like Michael. Um, yeah, and it's nothing against Michael. It's just I, I've played no. people like that, and like especially at World Cup where I played a couple drunk people, and you know they were overly friendly and taking the time. I'm like, sure. look, I like you. You're a nice guy. Can we just play the game and get it done? We're running out of time. Right. And then they, they um, get a little bit mad and pissy, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> well, and look, almost every cask up, I drink on Saturday night and become, you know, huggy, friendly Scott. So I can't say anything, too. After the game. You don't encounter, you get you get grumpy blood bowl, Scott. You don't get happy. <laughs> I can stand up like Kane, <laughs> Scott, <laughs> when I'm playing in the middle of a blood bowl game. All right. Um, so overall, you know, Gary finished his game. He went two and one. He finished, I think, fourth. We didn't win any awards. The, um, it's funny in retrospect looking back, and this is like foreshadowing here. When Dave won best casualties, there was a super, super, yeah, cheering and clapping and just like everything. Okay. So just remember that after when we talk later. Um, so, you know, they handed out awards. Everybody said your goodbyes. And we went on up to our room because at this time it's about 1030-ish, maybe 1045. So it ended later than what we expected. Yeah. So we went back up to the hotel. Um, so technically yeah. it was like a four-hour tournament then. Well, by the time we got there, and before it started, yes, because we got there a little bit early. I think Brian, too, was playing some board game that was almost over, so he was running a little bit late. Again, I don't care too much, really. My my main experience is, is like, I don't care about you can be drunk. <laughs> We've teased in the past several times, you know, Grant from Canada getting drunk and having uh, a crazy time and getting yeah, weird of course. and stuff, but I don't enjoy it when I'm there to play the game. I wouldn't want to play Drunk Magic the Gathering with you, Steve. I wouldn't want to play Raiders of the North Sea with you if you were drunk. Right. Either way. Now, people would say, well, you have an advantage. Well, maybe, but I know for sure we didn't finish a game. You know, um, and again, I don't care. It's sevens, and it's nothing personal. Whatsoever. The thing that I care about and this is the whole thing getting back to the masks is i'm glad i didn't go because when saw photos of the sevens and nobody's oh. wearing masks and no, everyone's drunk weren't. then i never would have stepped foot in that room i wouldn't have played i would just wouldn't like nope screw you i'm out it, i asked gary if he wanted to leave and he said well i'm wearing my mask so i'm okay and i said okay nope that's not how that works uh, so I was getting all sorts of hell after I posted the pictures from people in the community who were like, what the hell are you doing there? Why didn't you leave? Where's their mask? Yeah. And I mean, I was getting some people were coming at me really <laughs> hard to a point where I was almost getting mad. And I said, tell the TO then you talk to them. And they were saying like, well, people are worried and rightfully so. And I do appreciate that concern. And in retrospect, they're probably right. I should have said, 
I'm going to go ahead and get out of here if you're not going to enforce masks. Yeah. I, I wish in retrospect, and I even thought that that Friday night, like looking back at laying in bed, I was like, I really should have walked. That's one time where I should have like stood my ground. And that also, that. It, it, it further clarifies that I understood, you know, wearing masks during Chaos Cup was a big step. That's what should be done, and I'm all for it. But I also know most people are staying at the hotel, and if we can't, can we trust them to practice appropriate measures outside of just that one tournament? And if no, then I don't need to be around those people. Right. I mean, people can say they trust me all they want, but I have little kids that go to school. Absolutely. Am I super trusty? (laughs) You know? No. And like, I know that you do your best and everything, but absolutely your ex does not. I mean, come on. She's dumber than a brick. I'm, I'm sure she doesn't care what the kids do. Well, anyways, so that, that wrapped up Friday night. Um, I did think that night, like I said, in retrospect, I was thinking maybe I should have walked away. Uh, and I told myself, like, man, if tomorrow goes that same route, I'm, I might be dropping. Mm-hmm. Like, I really was like, I, you know, I could still, days later, as we're speaking, because you won't come near me, we're doing this over the internet, and rightfully so. Um, you know, if I come down with it, obviously I'm going to regret every decision I've made by going on this trip, so yeah days later but you Um, you know you have to do what you have to do and if you take those educated risks you can't you know i'm okay with what i'm doing with my life i put everything on hold i don't go out and see people i don't take risks i've been to a store three times in six months probably i'm okay with that because i'm fine with that in my life it doesn't bother me and if other people aren't that's fine. It's on you and just, you know, what you do affects other people. So that wraps up Friday night. My overall opinions is I never want to play sevens again. Yep. In the event, I'm not saying ever I'm saying at chaos cup, I much, I would have had way more fun staying in my hotel, playing some board games or something like that. Or even just relaxing, because this is like my last little vacation, you know. Yeah. Um, no, I don't have again. I don't have a problem more... people drinking. It's your vacation too. Yeah. And maybe sevens is the event to drink at and play because it's so carefree, anyways. And but it the... wasn't as enjoyable as the experience. But and it was truth always... be told, I probably wouldn't have liked it even if they weren't drunk. Yeah. I just didn't care for it's Blood Bowl lights. And at that point, I just rather play Blood Bowl. It's always weird to me when we go to an event and we see people playing Blood Bowl before they play Blood Bowl. I'm like, I don't, you know, I love Blood Bowl, but maybe I just don't love it that much. I swear I heard people Saturday talking about playing more sevens Saturday night. And when we walked into the sevens room, people were playing either Blood Bowl or sevens before the tournament. So... (laughs) It makes you think. I do a podcast for Blood Bowl. Maybe I really do just love the fluff and the adventures of like player X doing something crazy in this league more than I enjoy the game Blood Bowl. <laughs> well, I mean, 
it just depends too because it's not like we're playing thousands of games some like someone like core that's you know, true core has played more games with one race than we ever will in our lives period yeah so for sure. does that mean he loves the game more or he just has more time or you know i'm just don't devote the time to it right Anyways, that wraps up sevens. Um, I got some cool dice out of it. That was kind of neat. That's cool. Um, I think that was the only thing we got out of that. I think there was 22 guys that played. Um, it's a so good number. Hats off to them. I got an awful Amazon record now in sevens, but I don't <laughs> really give two craps about it. So there we go. <laughs> All right. That wraps up Friday. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of the whole Chicago trip. We'll talk about Saturday right after this. The Loop also contains some amazing outdoor sculpture and an historic theater district, which makes the area feel like a cross between a museum and a film set. Saturday morning of Chaos Cup 2020, and let's go. How did it go? We woke up probably 7 o'clock or so. Plenty of time before because we wanted to be in the right mental state of mind. Um, we obviously didn't go anywhere. We didn't want to buy $12 eggs from the hotel. We had groceries from the night before. So we had like this, I don't know. We had some yogurt in a, up in our room. We had some bananas. We had some donuts and some energy bars. So that was our breakfast. We thought that would at least tide us through until lunch. Yeah. Uh, so we ate that, you know, went down, got there in time for announcements. Jeffro laid down the law. I thought it was pretty cool. Like he told people, like, if you don't want to wear a mask, that's cool. You're just going to have to tell me so I can drop you from the tournament. <laughs> um, he had us, I thought, very spread out. My personal opinion was, is like, if you're going to be in this environment, like, do you still feel safe or as safe as you can? in the environment you choose to be yeah i felt like i was more spaced out almost at chaos cup at times than i am at work and they really spaced this out at work so kudos to jeffro for the hotel gave us i guess a lot of room so we were very spread out um the closest person you were to was your obviously your opponent and nobody else um so that was all cool he did the announcements round one um it's kind of fun. This tournament, I played some people that, how do I say it? I don't want to play because I know they're good coaches because <laughs> you're at Chaos Cup. You know, it'd be nice to play like six bad coaches in a <laughs> row so you can go six and zero. Oh. Yeah, that um, just can't happen, though. What's that? That just can't happen. You can have one or two bad coaches and then right, you have, you have to get back to the good ones. Uh, you know, like talking to Gary, he was like, he's like, I just hope I experience some cool people because you know every tournament and i'm sure somebody somebody says this when they come to oklahoma bowl or they find out me and you are going to the tournament and they probably deep down go like i just hope i play four people today and one of them's not scott prime yeah and that's okay i accept that i know that like i usually I say that my, huh i said i usually say that i know i wear my feelings on my sleeve when it comes to like stuff going wrong or whatever but i never mean it personally at somebody um but I also really terrible about keeping super quiet. I, I've done a lot better of not being super loud though. So I will say that. 
despite what everybody wants to give me a hard time. But I got to play um, MacGruber, uh, you know, Shade Knight. MacGruber. Right. Um, I got to play Shade Knight. He had a he had a slant team. I've never played him before. We've heard about him back in the day from the Slurpcast, you know, when they did tournament reports. Yeah. Um, his brother didn't show up this time um, at this tournament, but I finally got to play him. I don't know. I consider him kind of a a tournament legend in my own heart because, like, I've always heard of this guy, and then we finally got to see him. And, well, it's a guy we've known. We've also known him for a while. Right, but I've never get to play him. It's usually seeing him at Chaos Cup and smiling, saying, hey, how's it going? How's this? How's that? And then move on. So I finally got to play him. He played Slan. Um, you know, he had three catchers, two blitzers, a bunch of linemen, a Croxagore. He only had 11 guys total, uh, which I was pretty happy with because I thought if I heard enough of them, maybe I can have a chance to, to beat him. Um, I'm going to try to talk about like some of the moments that, that really stick with me and then i'm gonna also talk about you know if i don't have a lot to talk about i'm just gonna kind of move on um this game was very tight up front i'm gonna say at any point when i'm describing a match i might be talking about where i felt like the dice boned me but overall the weekend the dice in all ways was almost very fair it's just what I'm going to make my complaints. It's just like, what are the chances of this? You know? Right. Um, but overall, I think the dice were not terrible to me. And at times there was just some bad luck at bad, bad timing. Um, in this match, he went up one to nothing. I got the ball back with enough time to try to score. Um, long story short, I got down, uh, tripwire got me, I rolled a one going into the end zone. Um, before I kicked off, I, I believe I lost a man once again, cause yeah, he took the ball and I was down at least one man. I think I even said that in my matchup on my reports. Cause as I was taking pictures of the matches, we were starting and before I could get the thing posted and somebody would already like casualty or KO a guy, <laughs> um, we were one block in. Yeah. One block in and I was already down players. So before I had a turn, I was already down to 10 guys in the field. I thought we broke you of this habit. No, no, no. Um, so that happened round one. Um, did the tripwire in the first half. We set up for the second half. Uh, we played the whole half. I ground him down on men to a point where he had to start trying goofy things. And, you know, with slam, that could happen, your leaps and stuff, if they work out. And um, I ended up tying it up, um, and we had a, a tie matchup, one-to-one. Um, it was a I, – I had a good time. I don't know if he did. I can only speak from my experience. He named all his players um, in a cool way with uh, little fluffy names and stuff. And What was the team name? The team name was not both down approved. The Freaky Fast Frogs. But he did name all his players, and I can still appreciate that. So, <laughs> so we're not saying both down approved name, but that's his team. It, he had some cool little models. I don't know if he painted them or not, but – Again, I really enjoyed this. It was a matchup I've never had at Chaos Cup. I've seen this guy forever. <clears throat> Usually probably because he's at the higher tables and I'm at the lower tables. Yeah. So a first-round matchup guarantees that, you know, hey, I can play some of these people I never get to play. Uh, round two, I got paired up against Goblins. 
I can't remember the guy's last name. I think his first name was Steve. I know he ended up winning Stunty Cup. I do know this for a fact. Huh. He had a goblin team. I think his name is Silax. C-Y-L-L-A-X is his uh, online name. His team is not both down approved. It's any means necessary. It's a goblin team, two re-rolls. He had a Doom Diver with Dodge. He had a Looney, Chainsaw Looney with Dirty Player, a bunch of goblins that he could get, two trolls, both with block and break tackle, were, which were big, Jeez. big pain in the asses, Wait, and Ripper. You can um, put two skills on two people? Yes. Yes, you can. <clears throat> Since when? Um, for the last eight years of Chaos Cup, you could put two skills on two, two people. Oh, okay. Now, now, these are two doubles, but I think that's still allowed, so... Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's over. We played it this way. <laughs> He's played very, very well. We had discussions. Um, what helped me out in this match is he got called. He he took out my snow troll um, and killed him with a chainsaw foul before I had a turn. Jeez. I was out my snow troll before he ever got a turn. Yeah. Kick to him. Um, by the way, I shouldn't even tell people this. I'm not going to tell them the results. When I used the kickoff die this weekend, you know, the 50 50. Mm -hmm. Every time, no, five out of one times, it was favored to one side of the, the coin. Huh. It was pretty awful. Um, I think just about everybody won the kickoff against me, except for maybe one person. So it was interesting. Um, anyways, he was, I thought he played really like really smart and well for a stunty team. And he wasn't trying to do the, the secret weapons. You know, he said, no, I didn't want to take a bunch of secret weapons. Cause I really need, I thought Ripper was the key and there's trolls and those trolls and Ripper were a pain in the ass. Ripper played like a mega star crushing people. And I mean, crushing them and hurting them. And he knocked out my, um, my tackle piece like on turn two and he never recovered this game i struggled with he went up the one I time you really need your tackle piece mm -hmm. he went up i think one nothing i came back and scored i might have texted you in this thing like do i just take the tie or do i go yeah. for it and i think at that point you said you might as well go for it you've already tied a match you yeah. need to win you have to win and so I went ahead and scored to try to, you know, play the defense and try to just surround him. Um, he got two other goblins called out on fouls. Uh, the <laughs> chainsaw guy got kicked out of fouls, and I think another one did too. So that helped me start to get man advantage because these trolls were peeling people off the pitch left and right, and they were, like, doing everything they needed to do. I, I know they probably went stupid at some point, I just don't remember them going stupid at some point. I came back on the last turn of the game. I had to, I believe, dodge away from a tackle zone. I had to then go tackle his goblin. Um, and then I had to go pick it up, do two go for it, and then throw it and catch it. And then I won two to one. So we had a very tight matchup. Good. I was really happy I won. 
obviously i didn't want to get upset by goblins <laughs> nobody does um ironically enough there was a goblin team that beat a chaos dwarf team in round one jeez isn't that crazy that's and they didn't win fan or uh, Santi. it wasn't this goblin team i played it was the one that had all the weapons and stuff so no uh, this guy, like I said, the guy I played went on to win the Stunty Cup. So oh. it had to be that other goblin team. So we took a break for lunch. We got food from the hotel. We got a, they had a chicken panini sandwich, French fries for like 14 bucks, which is, yes, it's overpriced. But the convenience was, is we could have Robert walk down and tell him like, hey, at 1.30, we want this, these meals. And yeah. the hotel did a great job on that. Um, I thought the food was quality enough where, yeah, it's overpriced, but at the same time, it wasn't like, didn't bother me paying for it. No, I liked them last year. So we just ate lunch kind of there at the table. And then we had lunch. We finished so quick on our matches that me and Gary went up to the room for about 45 minutes and relaxed. Banged a couple out. Yeah, we banged a few out, banged each other. It was pretty fun. Can't be gay if it's in Chicago. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's what you tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, um, came back down match three round three was against Lucas Espinoza. Um, he's come to Oklahoma bowl tournament. So I've watched him play. I know he's a good coach. Uh, he's known as half bake half, half underscore baked on the NAF. Um, he was playing an Amazon team. Um, his team was called the Morton Joe's chosen. Um, he had, you know, four blitzers, a catcher, a thrower, and the rest were line women, 13 players. He had um, a blitzer with mighty blow and tackle. The thrower and the catcher also had block. Two linemen had block and then a dirty player. <clears throat> so I was facing a lot of blodgers. Um, from the little bit I've watched him, he seems like a really good coach. So I knew I was going to either, if I don't get injuries, I'm going to struggle in this match. Because he also has a ton of subs. Yeah. Um, That's the most disheartening thing ever when you have a team where you're trying to get casualties and you look over and they've got two or three people on the bench. You're right. like, oh. Uh, but I had a couple guys on the bench too, so we'll just see what happens. Um, I think this is the one matchup where I won the kickoff and I chose to take the ball because I wanted to try to hurt him before he hurt me. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, this is the one, this is the one time, the one time the dice rolled a different way on the kickoff dice. So I thought that was funny. I thought there's no way then I can uh, lose a guy before the kickoff, you know, before turn (laughs) one. Well, it was throw a rock and my sure hands guy got knocked out. Jesus. Now that means for three games in a row, I wouldn't have had. 10 11 players to start my turn right i was so mad at this point uh, for this reason of like why is this fate always giving me 10 guys before i have a turn i used my apothecary because he was knocked out i wasted my apothecary to keep the guy in the field so i could have 11 damn guys eh, probably not a bad idea well the ball was also so far in the backfield i didn't think he could get to me and he's my sure hand piece yeah. So I knew he could recover. So I wasted my apothecary. Um, Not really wasting, just used. Used. Yeah, that's true. Uh, unless he died long real fast. Stories, what's that? So unless he again died real fast after that, then it'd be wasting. Right. 
we had a tight matchup. I didn't score. It was 0-0 going into halftime. I was going to have to play defense. Um, I was staying in front of him so he couldn't get far. He got a little over midway, I would say. I don't know. If we were talking football terms and he's going into the end zone, he was probably about the 40-yard line going in. I had an opportunity to – I started getting some numbers on him. I started wearing him down. I think he got called for a foul as well, or I fouled a piece off. I can't remember. I, I had I had numbers on him. Yeah. The numbers were 11 guys to nine at this point. It was about turn three, turn four area. And I had a chance where I could jump up. I think it was, yeah, it was jump up. My guy would jump up. And then I can push, push, and send a guy out of bounds. And that guy then would be in a tackle zone with his ball carrier, where all I had to do is go blitz the ball carrier, which right. is still going to be tough, right? Because I'm going to still need a pow. Yeah. But, but I get some people on him, and I, he goes from 11 guys, 11 on nine to 11 on eight. And I get to do the rest of my blocks the rest of that turn, right? That would be awesome. Still have a reroll. I get the jump up, make my dice roll. I get push skull. So I push him. And then it turns into one dice, which I knew was part of it. Um, and I had a choice either to dodge a guy away to set that up to be two dice for sure, or waste my one guy that could really blitz his ball carrier who wouldn't have to dodge away. So I chose just to take the one die block before all this thinking about it because like what's the chances with a reroll? right well i roll you have a skull. block i mean yeah i have block right um so i roll the skull and i giggled to myself and i said oh i know where this is going nuffle and of course i roll it again and i roll a skull jesus so i don't knock this guy out to turn it from 11 guys to eight guys yeah and maybe really get some more momentum because momentum of this half is going my way. Because I think we started off 11 on 11. I go, go ahead and break, you know, go ahead and do my armor. Um, KO. So he peels the guy off the pitch from my block, <laughs> right? The next three blocks on his turn go like this he makes a block, casualty. He makes a block, KO. <laughs> He makes a block, broke armor, KO. Within four blocks, one I chose to throw, and the next three he chose to throw, I go from 11 to 9 players on the pitch, two-man advantage, to 7 to 9 players, two-man advantage for him. That I don't understand. I've... Now, I don't feel like I got boned in this game on dice, but the situation where it happened and how they lined up all at the same time was maddening. Yeah. And the fact it always happens to you. And I know people would probably, if, if I wasn't there, I'd be like, yeah, right. Whatever. I wrote it down. It's, it was so important. I wrote it down and in front of him, so I could retell this story. It's right here on this piece of paper, as you can see. Jeez. <laughs> um, so I did it because I couldn't, it was like in disbelief. Um, I never got a, I don't 
think I might have got like one more chance to hit the ball carry at that point for like a one die so I needed a power type thing. Yeah. Safe to say a uh, few more people got knocked off the pitch. He overwhelmed me. It was one to nothing. Uh, I lost to a good coach. I had all <laughs> all my bad luck right there. It was it was pretty dang awful. Uh, so at this point, I'm Nuffle going. One of, you don't uh, need to win. Yeah, Nuff, exactly. Nuffle's just telling you, you know, this whole weekend, you don't need to worry about winning. Just enjoy. I mean, it's already already bad enough that I could have like had momentum, but I rolled the skull. But then that guy got knocked out, and then the next three blocks knocked the guy off the pitch. Amazing. Um, so going into round four, I'm one, one, and one. My armor feels pretty paperish, but it's also seven armor. So you got, you can't gripe about that. Right. Right. Um, I play a guy, uh, I guess his username is Thomas. I don't know for sure. Hold on. Let me look here and what I got here. Uh, Daruku, D-A-R-U-K-K-U. He played lizard men. Um, against obviously my Norse, um, he won the kickoff. And before I got a turn one, I was down some players. So that was really fun. So here we are three out of four games. I should have been down at least one player or four out of four. I should have been down one player, but because I used my apothecary, it was only three out of four games. Luckily, pretty crazy. This game was actually i'm gonna tell you the result eventually and you're gonna like laugh but this game was actually really tight for the longest time i uh, really he had um a different lizard man build he had uh five sources he had looks like seven skinks the source skills were block on one of them one of them was block grab another was mighty blow block and another was mighty blow block he had three re-rolls um so it was just a different he he called it this fun lizard man team because you know he just didn't have the crocs and stuff like that but he loaded all the skills and the sources makes sense um he had the extra reroll and stuff too that you can get from that his team was called snatch and grab not both down approved um he did have cool names for his players so i do appreciate that um oh i'm gonna go back to luke's lucas's team real quick okay um he had models and i saw this a lot so this is not knocking lucas at all he had models they were clearly numbered but he had models that were not typical blood bowl models they were like these post-apocalyptic women models they yeah were cool models they were painted well they all had numbers but none of them had like uh, you know how we paint rings around the the bases, mm-hmm. you know, like this. The blue guys are catchers. None of them had that. And I remember asking him if I could put purple bands on his blitzers, and he said, "Yeah, but they're clearly marked." And I was like, "Well, I know, but for the quick look when you look out on the field, it would have been hard to tell who's who." Yeah. Well, how are they so, clearly marked? Just by the number? Just by the number? Yeah, that's not. That's not enough. Okay. So just a reminder to everybody. Two out of three. Huh? They need to have two out of three. <laughs> two out of three what? That's what we always say. Ways to identify. 
Oh, I color, number, or um, base. Yeah. Or um, obvious positionals. I think all of us sometimes forget, like, if this was a league team, I wouldn't gave two craps because we could have played a game in three and a half hours and I could have referenced the, the roster several, several times, right? But in a tournament, I don't know. I, I, I question sometimes, like, if all of us don't think, like, how clear can I make this for my opponent? And I know they, like, colored, um, you know, bases sometimes don't help if you play a, somebody that's colorblind. So you got to kind of think about all these things. That's just my suggestion. I don't think he was trying to cheat or get away with stuff. But the, the last thing I want to do when I play somebody is for them to walk away from that game and go, well, clearly Scott was trying to frustrate me because, uh, yeah. you know, he didn't have his bases marked really clear or anything like that. So, well, I mean, it all comes down to that one time that I went and took, you know, fifth ed humans. There's no reason people couldn't figure that out. And yet nobody could figure it out. Yeah. I'm like, so that's just my suggestion to people out there. If you're listening, never been to a tournament, if you can mark your bases, you know, color code them, whatever it is. All my blisters are red bases. All my catchers have blue bases. My throwers have brown and all my linemen have black bases or green bases. Just something to think about. Um, So I played this lizard man team round four. It's the last match of the day. I'm going to be honest in saying this whole time and it's not because of results. Cause I really played good people. I had fun matches. I had some crazy bad luck, but at this point I'm done with blood bowl. Yeah. Like I'm ready to like be done. And I, heard. I know it's, huh? <laughs> I said, I heard. Yeah. And I, I even told you, I said, like, even if you told me I was going to win something, if I felt obligated to stay and play because Gary was with me and we do the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have this like, and you run that, tournaments. So, you know, you're not supposed to drop. You're not supposed to drop because you run tournaments. But I said, like, I think if you told me I'm going to get an award, but you also have to stay and play. I said, I think I still would like to drop. I think it, and you said, you played too much Blood Bowl already by playing those three games Friday night. Yeah, that and that even that's not when being... it dawned on. That's when it dawned on me. Holy shit, you are right. Yeah, because you're just I not played, used to it. Yeah, I'm just not used to it, and I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and I'm going to say this: I was done after this match, despite the result of this match. So we play. It was a very tough game. I, it was zero zero to the, almost the last play of the first half. I had him like totally surrounded the skink. I even had like a wall of players. So he had to keep dodging while as he walked down the sidelines, the dude made all his rolls. It was frustrating. Halftime. I was down one to one or one to nothing. He was getting frustrated because even though he scored, I had so many of his people casualty. He had two sources and four skinks left. Jeez. And that, that started about turn seven and eight of the first half. And it can, my hot dice on breaking armor and casualty then continued for turns one, two, and three of the second half. (laughs) And I mean, for six turns or so, 
this is the hottest dice I've ever had in my life playing any type of Blood Bowl, Fumble or otherwise. Um, there was there was just enough time that I scored uh, in the first half to tie it one to one with some go for it. Yeah, I guess it, I forced him to score in turn seven. Okay. I think it's turn seven. Is that how it works? Then, yeah, he kicks to me and has a turn seven. The ball went out of bounds. I gave the ball to a lineman on the front line, and I had to do some go for it. Anyways, I started peeling people off the pitch like crazy in turn. I guess that, in hindsight, that was like turn five and six because then this was my seven and eight. And then I started peeling off more players. We get to the second half. He only has five players left total and it's kicking off to me huh total five people yeah this is that you know like i ko'd some guys and stuff like that he recovered them five total he has i think one saurus and four skinks left and then i just i cracked armor (laughs) i cracked casualties and so many of them came from the all right and plus one for mighty blow which turns it into a nine. Oh, plus your stunty 10, you know, badly hurts. Yeah. So many of his skinks went out because of that. Nothing else. Um, ironically enough, he like KO'd my tackle piece and that guy never came back either. <laughs> so I really needed him and I didn't get it. My piling on piece was amazing in this game. And the Yeti, he was scared when we set out because he was worried about the Yeti's claws. And I thought, dude, that never works, especially with me. Yeah. I can't say that anymore because this <laughs> game, the Yeti's claws were amazing. Um, Just tore right through him? Tore right through him. About turn four, I scored my second touchdown. He had one skink left. That's right, everybody. I had 11 casualties. He said, I'm done. I'm done. And I totally get it because he was very frustrated. And (laughs) this is one of those things where like, if we were at a magic tournament and you had a bad couple first rounds, you could tell the guy, you know, good game. I'm I'm folding, I'm Mm -hmm. moving on. And you don't hurt that guy in any way, shape or form. But the fact that a guy that I just get 11 casualties to, in essence, he's going to hurt me if I'm up for the casualty award by quitting. Yeah. Cause he doesn't give me the opportunity to get one more casualty, which could really be important. So it was, he had one person left. He had one person left in hindsight. I should have said, well, you have to finish this. You can't quit, but I don't know. And it was turn four. It was turn four. And I was going to kick off to him. Yeah. I mean, in theory, I would have had to chase him down and get to him, but I probably would have had it since I had all my people. You wouldn't I had have 10 to people. chase he, him he down. Got, he'd have to put him on the line. Well, he'd have to dodge away and go get the ball or whatever. Um, but I, I went ahead and said, okay, we'll call it. And, of course, I was thinking Steve's going to chew you out because he should finish because, like, blood, like I said, what if I was going for most touchdowns? I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going for most casualties either. I went, I took a team that I wanted to finish in the top 10. That was my goal. That's what happened to me at world cup is I didn't realize. And I let at least two people quit without, you know, finishing it off because I had the win. I was three away from the most touchdowns. I I probably could have got it. So there's a couple things here. 
if you play Blood Bowl and you've never been to a tournament, big or small, finish your games. If you're frustrated, put the guy on the line. Tell your opponent, like, hey, you can you can hit this guy all you want. I'm done. I'm not going to move him. I will stand him up, you know, or whatever. I'll you leave can, him down. He could have left him down and made me foul him off. Whatever. Yeah, you could even, as I was going to say, you could at least say, okay, look, you know, you get one shot. If I go down, then I'm not going to get him back up, and that's it. Right. That's and then inside it would have been up to rules. me to try to score and get the blitz and try to knock him out. Either way, Blood Bowl is very punishing because when you have a very – terrible game i couldn't imagine anybody giving me 11 casualties right that's insane um but i let him quit and then i had no clue this would throw me into i should have known but i had no clue that this would throw me into the top in the casualty thing because this is about the time where i found out like I didn't realize Doombeard Dave played the game of he lets people run by him because he just wants casualties. And I know the ogre guy was doing that. So I still thought they were way ahead of me on casualties, but this propelled me to the top of the list on casualties. I uh, yeah. Going, going into uh, round five. So I ended the day, the first day, once again in Chaos Cup, because this is very common, going two, one, and one. <laughs> and... Um, it's pretty funny because talking before we started the day, I told the guys like more important. I'd like to go two wins on Sunday. And they're like, that's more important than having a good Saturday. And I was like, do you know how many total wins I have on a Sunday? I said, from my memory, I, th- I either have one or two wins on a Sunday. It's always a tie and a loss. Yeah. And they laughed and they said, that's crazy. And I said, well, it's just how it always goes out. It but, is usually uh, how it works. Anyways, I was 2-1-1 one, one Saturday. I still had the goal of getting top 10, like if I could just win my next two games, not, you know, get flustered by, you know. You can't be down all men every game, you know, yeah. before you have a turn. And um, that night we went and uh, afterwards we packed up the table. Sales for both down stuff was terrible this year. Um, I'm not surprised. I, I mean, it was really bad. The one year you say, take this stuff and you can keep any of the money you get. I don't know, know if we sold $50 worth of stuff. Jeez. Um, well, we also kept stuff in bags and so people wouldn't fumble around with them. And- I think I think there was a lot of that. You know, like people who might want a pair of dice before we'd say two dice for five bucks or whatever. Now you had them bagged up into yeah. pairs. If so people would like to... dice, you can still go to the website, bothdown.com slash shop. The way you had stuff packaged up, it was like all the dice in a package. You don't have to run your fingers through all the dice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 20 bucks. So if somebody didn't want $20 worth of dice, it was either nothing or $20. And I don't think we sold any dice whatsoever. We sold some markers for sure. We sold one big deal. People don't like the... Uh... The, the square dice. Oh, you think that's it? That's a lot of it. Hmm. Well, we know for next time, right? Yep. Um, so that night we went out to Giordano's again because we wanted, still wanted some Chicago pizza because we, at this point, uh, at the end of round four, Gary was very tired, you know. How was he doing? He, I think, went one win, one tie, and two losses. He was very, 
very frustrated with his game four. Um, he played a gentleman who was new to Blood Bowl, who, you know how when you start playing Blood Bowl and you go like, oh, I got two dice here. And you go, no, you only got one. Mm -hmm. Well, why? Well, because, you know, like I'm touching the base of this. No, that's not true. Like almost every time Gary had to correct this guy. And the guy was obviously new. So Gary initially wanted to say like, now, if you move this guy over here, you get two dice. And Gary got paid for his niceness every time. Or like the guy would try to do something goofy. And he goes, you realize, you know, you're going to have to dodge to do that. Oh, I do? Well, yeah, if you want to go pick up the ball to throw. And then the guy would go, okay, whatever. And then he'd like roll a six and then roll a six to pick up mm -hmm. five to throw it. And you're not supposed to throw dwarves and all this stuff. And so Gary felt like he coached somebody to beat him and he paid the price for it. <laughs> and he said, I shouldn't have played sevens. This is too much blood bowl. He said, I, I asked the guy if it was okay to drop, like if he had a odd man out and the guy said, yep. And so he dropped so we went to Giordano's to get pizza Jeez. because him dropping also changed our plans to stay Sunday night at the hotel. We decided to, he said, let's just hit the road after the tournament and go back. And I said, okay, you're driving, you know, all that. So we went to Giordano's for the second time on Saturday instead of Sunday night. Um, I wanted to try their barbecue pizza. I'm a barbecue pizza fan nobody else is so i had to get my own pizza we had a delicious caesar salad once again uh, some wonderful tea and i got the best barbecue pizza i've maybe ever had it had like caramelized onions on it huh. it was very delicious i will probably pay the extra money every time we're in chicago from now on and get a barbecue pizza from there i took the leftovers and had them the next day for lunch so i am game to try so um there's that uh, that's all we did that night. We didn't go back to Overwise or anything like that. Um, came back. Me and Gary played a game of Marvel Champions that lasted way too long, but we had lots of good laughs, of course, because we made the fluff around like the story and all this stuff. Anyways, fun game. Not going to get into that heavy. Uh, I think right now it's probably a, You have any questions, comments, thoughts? No, just been enjoying listening. Um, I mean, it sounds... I, I mean, how many I think people? The, it was what forty-eight people. Uh, I think the final total was forty-eight. Yeah, yeah, and probably forty-nine um, with the sub in. Yeah, but yeah, um, doing sevens and then that—it's just too much. Um, yeah, it was too much, and and like I said, my advice for people coming to tournaments: no, you don't have to play Blood Bowl like I want you to play Blood Bowl. But from a help standpoint, when people have models not marked super clear, I automatically think about like the guys who have purposely try to cheat in other games. Yeah. Not necessarily I'm trying to trick you in Blood Bowl, but I know in like other games, people do try to do things like that. I've seen it at magic tournaments where people mark cards and goofy stuff like that so my brain automatically kind of goes there this is also not your home league or you know playing at home or playing at your league where you have extra time you have two hours to play a game so try to make it as clear 
as possible. That's my best advice for everybody. Um, I also recommend if the tournament organizer tells you <laughs> blue bands, if you're using the loom bands is for block and you know yellow is tackle like Jeffro did, please follow those guidelines because I did play, I think on that first day, maybe one guy who had odd colors and it was clear as day to him. It was not to me, <laughs> uh, but we worked around it. And that's why I always bring my extra bands so I can ask somebody if I can mark players a certain way. Yep. And everybody thought the few people I asked that to maybe thought I was weird because it was clear to them, but it helped me make it clear to me. I did get to hear, uh, I was in the room with the Doombeard, so I got to hear a lot of Sade play <laughs> throughout the tournament. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Ugh. But um, anyways, so let's uh, take a quick break and let's go to Sunday. Sounds good. Shop till you drop in the upscale boutiques which line the magnificent miles wide boulevards. And when it's time to refuel, sink your teeth into a deep dish pizza, an old Chicago favorite. And finally, we come to Sunday. I guess second second to final because we have the trip home. But now Sunday. Hey, I'm gonna- I'm going to wrap in Sunday and trip home all in this one segment. Okay. Uh, before we go further, I want to, we always forget to talk about all the like little goodies you get uh, at chaos cup. Uh, this year we got a little, uh, it's called Lord Borak junior figure. It's like a chaos warrior. I believe it's from impact. Anyways. That's cool. Yeah. This year at the tournament for round six, you get to use Lord Borak junior as an extra player. Came with a cool card. I'm sure this was made um, by um, what's this star player cards? Uh, yeah, the star player cards. Special guys. play who's cards. That? Yeah, who's Jason that? Jason Weaver. Weaver, that's right. Weave. Uh, anyways, really nice, high quality on these cards, man. Good stuff. Uh, we got a Chaos Cup coin, uh, which is the best part of the swag. Even though I never use them, I think they're really <laughs> cool. Yeah, they just kind of sit around, but they are cool. Yeah, and then um, we got a uh, cast cup patch, which is always cool too. But I don't know what I'm ever gonna do with these. Put them on bags. You got your bag. I know that's what I should do. I just know how over time people have these and then they start to peel off. Yeah. I need to do something special with all those. But so some really cool stuff. You also got a. In case you didn't have a mask, you got a cast cup mask here. That's cool. Um, Jeffro had a Nurgle King one on, which I thought was appropriate, but I didn't know if those were for sale or if like different people got different ones. Um, most people had their own mask anyways. And then yeah. of course you had your little goodie dice bag with the spray paint cool. on there. So anyways, some cool swag for, you know, a tournament that you, you know, you're going to go to either way. So the fact that you get all that. And plus we got two different pairs of dice. So pretty neat stuff uh let's see sunday morning get up um my roommates are sleeping in because they don't have anything to get up to (laughs) that's true yeah um so gary just straight up dropped yeah he dropped um to be honest i thought about like eh, i wonder if you know the conversation of i guess i could drop too if you wanted and he he was like no dude you need to stay in it 
you know, you want to try to top 10 this thing. There's only two more rounds. And he's like, besides, you really won't come down. You won't break down and drop anyways because of the podcast and everything. Right. Like, You're right. Uh, I said, I'm just I'm tired of playing some Blood Bowl. He's like, <laughs> yeah, but he said, it'd, it'd be really awesome for me if you could finish. We found out at this time after round four, after getting um, all those casualties, I had 21 and I think the next guy down had maybe 19 and 18 nice. or something like that. Um, so we go to, you know, I get up. I think I just have a banana for breakfast or maybe a donut. One of the two. And because Sunday's weird because you have one game and then a break. And yeah. Then another game. You don't want to eat too so, much. So I wasn't really concerned about eating. I, I took my leftover pizza down, so. By the time it was time for lunch, it'd be nearly room temperature and I wouldn't have to nuke it too much. So I went downstairs. I got paired up against Eric Nyberger from Florida. Uh, he was giving away uh, some Florida dice. So I got an extra pair because I got to play him twice this weekend. So oh, that's cool. Uh, so I'm going to give you a pair of those. Sweet. Uh, they're a nice, like, kind of like a North Carolina blue like, for the Tar Heels hmm. type thing. So they're a pretty color. Um, we had not a mirror match in in positionals, but in race. So I was playing Norse. I at this point I had two trains of thoughts. It was like I'm still gonna go for my try to get four wins because I figure four wins is what you need to get in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like with the right good luck, even though. You're never going to get 11 casualties again in your life in a, a matchup, mate. Maybe I could squeak in finishing, you know, in the top three of casualties. Maybe have the dream of getting enough casualties to actually win the thing. But I know I'm going up against stiff competition uh, with, I said, Doomberg Dare was playing his chaos. and You've got the, two people who are actively going for it. And you right, just kind right. of lucked into it. Right. Um, and I knew that they're going to just keep teeing off. And I thought about this matchup is weird because this is probably the one matchup i really 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 let get into my head um and um i probably tilted a little bit inside um but, but when you're up for like most casualties and the game starts going south you think like well maybe i should give up and just go for casualties um Long story short, we played a game for about the third, first three or four turns. Every one of my blocks was like push, push. Yeah. Um, and then like stuff just started going downhill from there with injuries and stuff. And um, at half halftime, it's one to nothing. And at this point, I was mentally, I was like, here goes another Sunday. Here goes another Sunday loss. Maybe I can get a few casualties out of this and still with on game six, still being the, the running for the, the casualty award. Yeah. Where I messed up was, is, and I'm going to give this advice to everybody. One it's blood bowl. Anything can happen. And by the stories I've given you already that you see some of that, like 11 casualties, um, four blocks, four people removed from the pitch, stuff like that. Yeah, they're um, all just kind of, just never know what's going to happen. Never underestimate the power of sweltering heat as well. Um, sweltering heat, 
probably gave me a chance to get back into this game, but I was really unfocused and it just ended up, I probably didn't play as hard as I could. I kind of feel bad because I pretty much gave up truthfully. And, um, you know, I have to wear that. Nobody else does. Um, so in a, I ended up losing the game eventually two to, I think it was two to nothing. I did manage to get four casualties out of this. I was playing, if I remember correctly, I was playing with the, maybe I'm getting this confused. I lost my notes on these two last games. Um, I lost a lot of my skill positions and rightfully so. I mean, people, if you're going to go target people with seven armor, you take out the guys with skills. Yeah. Um, Eric was awesome as always. I you know, kind of wish I would have gave him a more competitive game in that first half and not kind of mind screwed myself in the second half. Um, Cause I really honestly should have never kind of gave up because like sweltering heat actually kept, kept that alive, but I got four casualties. Um, we moved on We're, I'm still, you know, thinking like the casualty thing is still, I feel like this is Nuffles way of saying like, you remember how brian hill used to call it the blood bowl boner like you get all the hard things and then like the easy ones you can't do and i, I thought like, that was alan I'm, was that alan okay yeah. the but i thought this was another blood bowl boner like for a couple of rounds i'm gonna have the lead and at least think maybe i can get an award and then it's taken away and of course i'm playing at the higher tables yeah than the guys who are letting the the ball go past them and stuff but um we break for lunch I go warm up my delicious barbecue pizza that warmed up really well. I even got a mixed drink at the bar. Found out that um, somebody bought it for me. Ooh, someone hitting um, on you. Uh, it was uh, JP, I think it's Meisenberg. Uh, he bought me a drink from the other end of the bar, which I should have known was going to happen because he said, I said, I think I'm going to get a drink. He's like, you like whiskey? And now looking back on it, in retrospect, he was trying to find out what drink I liked so yeah. he could buy me a drink. So that stinky guy, when I go to pay for my drink at the meeting at the bar watching NFL, and the bartender says, oh, that guy down there bought you a drink. And I was like, what? So I ordered another drink. Now, mind you, these were alcoholic drinks, but there was it was like getting it from a sonic it was packed full of ice Jeez. <laughs> and they they tasted like kool-aid and i knew they weren't very powerful besides i'm a big man so i told the guys like give me one more of these and then i i snuck it in i was like and buy him a shot of whiskey as soon as i leave and i'm out of sight because <laughs> i don't want to keep combating drink for a drink you know um so i i drank my other drink and tipped the bartender and later uh, jp was walking by and he said hey think uh, at the time i told him like you didn't have to buy me a drink he's like hey i get to tell everybody i got to buy scott prime a drink and so later he saw me and he walked around the corner and he's like thanks for the thanks for the whisk shot of whiskey and i said i get to tell everybody i bought you a drink now <laughs> and we giggled about it and then we moved on you know, going into round six, it's like <laughs> a lot of people are like, let's get this over with. <laughs> let's get this going. Um, golly, I don't remember the top four exactly. The top four guys, the top table was uh, Will Mayo from Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
Josh Wyatt from the Minnesota crowd. With they Norris. were top table. Huh? He had Norris. Yeah, he had Norris. And um, Will Mayo had Cast Wharves. And then I know John Stevens was on one table. And I can't tell you what he was playing. John Stevens? Uh huh. He ended up finishing. Old World Alliance. Surprisingly. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. And then um, I don't know who the other guy was versus John Stevens. Um, uh, in the end, in that round, Will Mayo you know, won it. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, my my sixth round matchup was against uh, Michael Bell, uh, GW Junkie. Have you played him before? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's what he was thinking too. He's like, so I was kind of excited to play him just because I've seen him around for the last ten years and yeah, or so. And I think I played him never, last year, honestly. We always say hi, we always chit chat a little bit, but we never get to play each other. I mean, the only time I think I ever got to play that guy was when we played a uh, what was that other game by Mantic. Cyberball, Dread Ball, Dread Ball, Dread Ball. Yeah, played some Dread Ball, I think, I believe, or that one year that he was showing people how to mm-hmm. play that. Um, so we sat down and he had Dark Elves, and we both got to use, you know, Lord Borak and pick our mutations. And anyway, so we start to we play our game. Uh, the first half, man, I start peeling guys off the pitch. So I'm, I got like maybe one or maybe two casualties one for sure and i had like five guys in this ko box it might have been two casualties five guys in this ko box yeah and he said like well i guess i'm gonna give you your your first time you can win on a sunday you know like (laughs) i'm gonna give you one of those matches and i said dude i'm not counting on anything yet and he goes look over here and he's like did his hand towards the KOs and I said, yeah, but your elves besides you're going to recover some of those. Well, Stevie recovered all of them. Jeez. He recovered all of them. <laughs> so it was nine, nine on 11. Yeah. Cause he also had Lord Borak at that time. Um, was it nine on 11? Maybe it was, maybe it was 10 on 11. Either way we set up, I kick off to him. He doesn't take people off the pitch. Lord Borak Jr. does. <laughs> I believe for eight turns, he took off a guy fouling every turn. There was a contest. Jeez. Didn't get he called tra- out. Didn't get called out. Jesus. Um, there was a contest that said if you get casualties with Lord Borak keep track of them and it doesn't matter if you block people or foul people Mm -hmm. well the award for lord borak jr's most casualties went through me (laughs) as he got four casualties the the second half just he rolled me the second half yeah um the only good thing was is i've stalled him out just enough where he scored on turn seven so when it was time to kick off, he needed to get the blitz action basically to to win the game or the clock to set back. And thank God that didn't happen. Um, so we ended up having a tie. I think I had five, six players at the end of the game. Not not many at all because he just KO'd so many and then casualtyed so many. It was 
I mean, it looked like it was it was a crazy massacre of fouls. <laughs> yeah. Um, in hindsight, after everything said and done, I guess it was kind of funny. Uh, we were, I was probably bitching and moaning, but laughing inside of like, this is unreal. How this guy's just never getting caught fouling. It was just crazy. Um, so he was playing. What's funny is, is I had Lord Borak and on turn two, I tried to foul and I got called out immediately. <laughs> now I was using the, the big deal model and he was using the Lord Borak junior model. And about halfway through all these fouls of his, I was like, well, I guess we're finding out who the real Lord Borak Jr. is and who the imposter was since I got called out so quick. Um, like I said, we ended up tying. I managed to get four more casualties at this point. So I was sitting at 29 for the whole tournament. That's a good um, number. Not bad. But the I found out, you know, like... Um, Dave and Alan, the two guys that were going for casualties, were playing each other. So it was chaos versus ogres. Ooh. And I thought, oh my gosh, Dave's gonna he's gonna rack them up. Yeah. And should. surpass me. And um I I kind of walked over there and kind of watched the last couple of plays over there. Um they um it was he was massacring that guy. He got seven casualties against the ogre team. So when it was all said and done, I had 29 casualties and he had 28. Wow. And then the ogre team had 27. So not to drag a, a longer story out, I ended up with most casualties. Congrats. Which I think is really weird since I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, what did I tell you? I might take ogres just to get the most casualty awards. And then I ended up lucking through this and getting the most casualties. So. I was pretty happy that I was going to get an award, especially one that I wasn't even trying for. And, you know, the strategy obviously was different than the other teams um, to get it, you know. So at the end of the day, I was pretty happy with that. Um, overall, I was b really blood bowled out. I mean, it's a lot of games. Um, William Mayo ended up winning it all. Uh, the Florida guys took a lot of awards. I know they got the... Well, when you're a quarter of the attendance, that kind of happens. Uh, Josh was a check or whatever. He won, like, I Am Chaos. He had an underworld team uh, that finished, like, fifth, which was pretty remarkable, which is crazy. I think and it's pretty I know... remarkable that, that uh, underworld, not, Old World Alliance came in second. Well, it also came in tenth because Brian, too, played that as well. And he finished 10th. Just weird. Yeah. What's scary is they only get better with the next <laughs> incarnation of Blood Bowl. Yeah, for sure. So this is just talking, and I don't know if this is true. So we were walking out to get a group picture outside, and um, Doombeard Dave was talking to me, and he said, you know, if I would have tied you, did you know I'd – I guess he went up and asked Jeffro, like, what happens if – what would have happened if I would have tied Scott? And right. He claims that, which I thought, because I was telling Robert, I was like, as long as he doesn't get any more, I think I win it. And even if he gets one more tiebreakers, I'm ranked higher than him. And I just thought this was interesting from a TO. And I'll, I'll talk to Jeffro at some point. It's not a, a huge deal. But Dave was saying that the tiebreaker for most casualties would have been 
casualty differential. So hmm. since I had more guys injured, yeah, than Doombeard, he would have got he would have won on tiebreakers. Okay, makes which, sense. As a guy who runs tournaments, if that is Jeffro's decision, we're gonna have to <laughs> be nice and disagree because I think the guy who ranked higher and didn't let people walk around him would deserve it over the guy who, yeah didn't even go for the ball but i would agree it, it doesn't matter i wasn't running the tournament and the scenario never happened and thus we forget that i had a game quit on me so <laughs> i could have easily had 30 um so you did come in 26 overall. i did come in 26 which <laughs> everybody's like oh you're happy because you got an award well of course i'm happy i got an award especially when i wasn't trying for um but i didn't I really wanted, I wanted four wins more than the others yeah. stuff. I wanted to finish in the top 10 and it didn't happen. So my overall feeling on chaos cup, I guess I can do that in shout outs. Maybe I shouldn't. So let's wrap up Sunday. We took the picture. Um, I thought it was. <laughs> so when I, when they announced the chaos cup award, I didn't get the big cheers like Dave did on Friday night. I think I disappointed the Florida people by winning <laughs> it. You can definitely tell that Doombeard Dave has his fans and they want him and expect him to get it every time. Right. And um, if, I, if, I didn't say a word to Gary. And Gary's like, boy, you could tell that crowd didn't really want to clap for you for winning that award. And I was like, yeah, that happens. I said, I'm, I'm sure I'm part villain in all this, but oh, well. I'll take the award. Um, yeah, for sure. Trying to think what else. Uh, I know Eric Nyberger got best comeback. Uh, I know Josh Wyatt ended up being third place. John Stevens got second. I'm trying to think of, I can't remember who got uh, you know most touchdowns, anything like that. Best D. But the the Chaos Dwarf team that won it all was the team I talked about that got beat by Goblins round one. That's crazy. He got beat by Goblins, and he said whooped by Goblins, and he went on to win five games in a row and win Chaos Cup, which is pretty crazy and remarkable, you know, for that to happen. So Impressive. So congratulations. The Florida guys were super happy. They, like I said, they cleaned up awards on sevens. They cleaned up the awards on um, Cast Cup. And a good time was had by all. Um, Sunday night, then we ended up packing up. So uh, after, did you stay at the hotel or did you decide to we, leave that night? We did not. We uh, Gary was driving and he said, I'd like to get home in time to watch the Gator, Raiders game on Monday night in my own house said no problem so we left we drove to st louis that night we didn't really have like a real dinner we just got like gas station food and and we stayed the night in a hotel that was really crappy in st louis like really bad <laughs> for a four-star hotel and um got up the next morning had some kolache factories again and uh didn't eat anywhere fancy either on the way back and got in maybe four-ish or so and called it a evening. Cool. Um, do we want 
you want my overall thoughts here or do you want me to come out with some shout outs and give you my overall feeling of everything um i mean i i should might as well do it here since it's not really a shout out okay do you have any questions comments you're awful quiet over there this Um, is how i felt last year listening to you well i'm just i'm returning the favor (laughs) no i mean you're covering everything so i hope i'm covering everything um how about paint jobs or team names or anything? Um, there was some excellent paint job stuff. There was, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about the whole, we've talked about this before. The whole painting thing, you want it to make a, it a group project. You know, yeah. like you want everybody's opinions and yet... How do you trust I've it? told you in the huh? How do you trust it? Yeah, like how do you trust it? Um, me and you both have talked before. Like you know, like when people build, go the extra mile, and they build a crazy stand. Yeah, but their paint job might not be the best, and then they kind of get miffy when they don't win. Like almost like they're buy looking to buy votes. Does that make sense? It's not buying votes. It's just there's they're a different criteria. Do- you know, it's not the best painted by far. It's just right. the most there, the most painted. Yeah, I guess that's the wrong term. But I mean, that's the same thing we do, you know, like when we wanted to reward Kent because he sculpted the figures versus obviously mm-hmm. the much superior paint job of the guy Somebody who paid for someone else to do it. Right. So it's a hard line between the two. <clears throat> there was some excellent miniature painting. Um, they had like, you know, the best theme award, best theme, the best team, uh, best individual model everything in there was top notch man it really was and so the awards could have gone any either way uh, there was some of them that had that extra stuff of like the display you know for everything to fit on and look really nice and pretty which i don't knock that stuff but i try not to let that influence me i, be- I believe that there was a chaos cup or some other tournament early on when we went to tournaments where somebody had like it was the first one they had a fancy like graveyard and fancy graveyard and mm-hmm. house looking thing. And me and you felt like it wasn't the best painted. It, wasn't. it was the coolest thing there, but yes. it wasn't the best painted. Exactly. That's, felt- that's where we have to know what the judge wants. Are you right. wanting the best painted? Are you wanting our overall? That's why we have changed it to which team would you just want to vote for? Do right. you want to take it home? Do you think it's the best painted? Whatever. We'll go with it. So again, Everybody's stuff was painted amazing. Um, there was even, I really liked uh, the guy who did the, the guy who was playing the ogres at the tournament. His paint jobs were, I think you would love them too. Because That's all his. We, yeah, yeah, we liked those poppy colors and mm-hmm. stuff. And his stuff was really beautiful and stuff. There was, there was a lot of good stuff though. Um, my overall thought this year is it did not feel like a normal chaos cup. And it's obviously why, because one, I didn't go hang out with people. I didn't go eat lunch with a different crowd. I didn't go hang out at the the bar or go Saturday night, you know, after we eat, staying up till one o'clock, hanging out with other people or wandering around and talking to people as they're playing board games or hanging out with those same people in the same room playing board games. Yeah. You know how we leave every cast cup and we say it doesn't feel like we had a chance to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, 
See, and this is one of the times that I would actually be okay with leaving fr Sunday night. Right. Because we're not going to hang around and go out to dinner with people and, you know, chit-chat and all that. It's just, okay, let's go. We'll save that much time on Monday. Right. And that's, I didn't really want to go. I said, like, I don't really want to leave early. I said, but I know tomorrow I will not regret this decision. So we'll do whatever you want. Um, it didn't feel like a regular chaos cup, you know, like nobody likes wearing the mask, but you had to, you didn't get to hang out with a lot of people. I, I loved the trip from the point I got to go with two of my oldest friends, even though they might not love blood bowl or blood bowl fluff and gaming as much as me. Right. It was still nice to like finally do that with them. And then on the other end, I missed, it's really weird. I was expecting to get a lot of conversations of like, what do you think of the new rules? You know how that conversation is. What are you bringing? What's your strategy? What you hoping for? All that. That just wasn't there this year. And I know it was because I didn't go just pal around with people this year because I said I wasn't going to anyways mm -hmm. because of all the, the scare stuff and stay up super late and all that stuff. So it was very different. So I will say for you people who say like, oh, you're making me super jealous i would always be like well i wouldn't be jealous because it's it's not the same feeling that you miss yeah the locations we went to giordano's you know portello stuff like that yes you miss those things but i didn't get fulfilled in the the fellowship side of it well and also realistically this year and last year both are unique because we didn't meet up with chance and drew and go into chicago and do something we didn't have the foreigners come in that we see once a year or something. You know, there is all of that. And it just all factors in. Unfortunately, you know, it just is what it is for right now. And we can look right. forward to next year. Next year, right. if everything's good and, you know, we know it's safe to go and people actually do what they're supposed to do, then we can go. We can get Chance and Drew to go. We can all hang out. We can see foreigners if the country's open by then. I mean, it just is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, like, as we were leaving, Chris, I can't ever pronounce his name. It starts with an O, like Orzog or whatever. <laughs> Orzog, or, I, I can't pronounce his name. Anyways, okay. he played Kimry. Uh, super nice guy. Love the dude. You know, we talked a very little bit at the very end. I saw him running around, but I never got to talk to him until you know, just like five, 10 minutes Sunday. And mm -hmm. it's just like, man, this turn, this tournament, I've either made myself too antisocial or just not everybody hung out. I mean, I didn't see anybody play board games until we left. Yeah. Uh, Brian too. And I think Saul and uh, Michael Bell were playing uh, Machi Coro as we were leaving, but I didn't see anybody else because I wasn't hanging out in the area to watch all that. Stuff. And to so, be fair, it was 48 people. Minus you three guys, so 45, minus Jeffro and, you know, whoever else was part of the crew helping out. So you're talking about most 40 people, and they typically stick to themselves. It's not a 100 people hanging out in the lobby and goofing off. That's true. I mean, the numbers are way down. And let's face it, we have our fans, and then we have our non-fans. <laughs> you know, that's that's just true with any anything. There's, you know, I didn't have a good 
30 minute conversation with Siggy. You know, I didn't see this person or that person. Grant wasn't there to give me hugs and caress me and try to get me to drink with him and stuff like that. You know, Michael Lewis wasn't there, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah it was a good time. I am very happy and blessed that I ended up winning an award. Very happy for that. So don't think that. Um, I, mean, I was disappointed in my gameplay enough that I I won a top 10. I will I, never win an award. I will never come in top 10. That's just life. Well, Steve, after <laughs> the drive back, I thought maybe you're not built for top 10, Scott. Maybe from now on, you just need to take a fun team with zero expectations. Maybe just decide it's chaos packed. And every year, just play them at Chaos Cup, and then just compete against yourself. Yeah. This first year, I went one, three, and two. Next year, I want to do better than that, and just enjoy. I mean, isn't that pretty <laughs> much what Spider did? And he's getting top ten with Kimry. I believe that's what. Yeah, I think he did something similar. You know, or you know, may- maybe. <laughs> Since my NAF ranking is wrecked anyways with uh, ogres from playing them that one time where I let the you know people run by and try to get casualties, mm-hmm. maybe I should just play them every year at Cast Cup because no expectations. Maybe maybe I could luck into a stunty cup and do good. I don't know. Um, I was disappointed in myself with my gameplay, but at the same time, uh, you know, honestly, one of my funnest matches was probably playing Lucas. Um, and I lost that game yeah. and I was very frustrated at that game, but it was also one of the, like, you just felt the wheels turning on the ends of both coaches where I, I would set up something and it would be frustrating for him and then vice versa. Um, so to all those people that want to call me the, the grumpy bad sport or the Eeyore of blood bowl, that's fine. But I had a good time. Dude, uh, you were bitching and moaning nonstop the whole time. Yeah, I was. It's just but what you do. It's just what I do. Um, I'm more mad at myself when I, you know, I can't resist the push out. <laughs> but no, that was I... absolutely. It's just that's where I can play. It's basically like poker. Yep. I've got it in my head. You play the right moves, and if you get screwed by luck, you just get screwed by luck, and you yeah. get pissed off for like five seconds, and you're like, "Well, I still made the right call." Absolutely, no, I... you made the right call there. You give me that 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 chance to do that twenty more times. I'm still making the same call. It's yeah. just like the craziness of it. Um, and you know, I got to. I got, I've never got to do. I don't think I've ever done like more than like five casualties in a in a game. But I got eleven. So yeah, even pitch clearing, it's not the same as eleven casualties when the right. guy has twelve. Exactly. Um, like I said earlier, I really don't feel like my dice were worse or better than anybody else's. Of course, we just remember the bad times where the dice fail you, and it seems like it really sucks balls. Mm-hmm. So, and I had great matches with some great coaches, and that that's always good. Like, got to play different people, so that part yeah. was really enjoyable. I think I really missed the fellowship of stuff. Of course, that's um, how and, it was last year too. I mean, and and maybe maybe that's the real reason I go to Chaos Cup. It's, I mean, when it, when you break it down to it, I mean, like you hope to do good, yeah. but at the end you're satisfied and you're leaving. I, I wanted that feeling of like, man, I didn't get to see everybody enough. Yeah. I mean, if that's why we stay over on Sunday nights, if we can go out to dinner with J bone or core or the Swedes or just random people 
you know, uh, James Lanier last year, you know, I get to meet people and see people I don't normally get to. So that's yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah, this year's I... completely just and the outlier, hopefully that we never have to worry about again. I'm hoping so. You know, I'm, I'm really hoping so. Um, also to you people out there that if I, for task force geek, the other little goofy thing I do, I did a, a interview with like the winner of sevens and the winner of chaos cup and Jeffro. Those are over on YouTube. If you care about those. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about your promotion for both down where you, I realized both did times not... I didn't say anything <laughs> about both down. And I, I apologize to you for that. I you didn't post it on both down. You didn't wear a both down t-shirt. I mean, I, no. I question your commitment to sparkle motion. Well, I'm about to, I'm about to go solo, Steve. <laughs> no. no, with you and task force geek, all the other people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm yours. Two drunk. You're, 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 you're married to me. Okay. I'm gonna join two drunk flings. What do you think <laughs> about that? Everyone else does, dude. At least you wouldn't. Ha- <laughs> at least you wouldn't have to podcast. So there's that. <laughs> True, two drunk flings and friends. But I wanted to say and Scott Prime. <laughs> uh, okay. Plus Scott Prime. Um, Let's. No. Go ahead and wrap this up and come back to shout outs. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this up. We'll come back with shout outs. Just across the road is the Art Institute of Chicago, whose exterior is a work of art in itself. Set aside at least a day to explore this treasure house of European, American, and Asian masterpieces. Okay, after a full weekend of Blood Bowl and a travel back where you're super tired, the only way to end this off is... Shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take it you're a little tired. I'm, I'm tired, brother. I don't even know if I have the voice to do the, the high-pitched shout outs. Hi, shout outs. I understand. Um, I'm tired. I've, I feel like I've told all these stories to all the people that haven't got to go like, talk yeah. to me on the phone. Well, at least you have people paying attention and wanting to know. No, it's it's cool. Um Surprisingly, I had a lot of people message me privately and told me congrats on, I felt like I got a better reception on the chaos, winning the most brutal award afterwards than I did at the event. So that made me feel good. Everybody uh, loves Doombeard Dave. That's okay. He's a nice guy. I and mean, that's his thing, right? He goes and kills things, smashes them. Yeah. But, um, but at what cost? At what cost? He has to listen to a lot of shot A, which is way <laughs> too much for me. Yeah, that's so. punishment enough. <laughs> so do you well, have any list- shout outs for the Chaos Cup aside from uh, like Jeffro? I wanna shout out to Jeffro and his crew, Chris and all those guys who helped him out for running the tournament really ran no crap, really smooth, uh super on time, nothing was but I think we were ahead more than we were ever behind. We yeah. were never behind. You started you know? early on Sunday. That was surprising. Yeah, it was. It got going as soon as people got there. He said, everybody's here. We're going to start. I mean, it was great. That From that point of view, it was really great. It was weird not having raffles, which we didn't do any of that. So there was like no raffles to deal with. Oh. So that didn't drag anything out. Yeah. And no charity stuff either? No charity stuff. Nothing like that this Makes year. Makes sense. So that helped a little bit on time. Um, shout out to them. Uh, you know, 
Shout out to the Florida guys. I wore their that fancy shirt that they brought us from Oklahoma Bowl. They the Scott Prime one, right? That they brought. Um, <clears throat> it fit like a glove, and I wore that all day Saturday. So I never got told I was an honorary Floridian, but that's okay because <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma. But the shirt was awesome. Whenever they I give enjoyed... you the COVID, then you'll be an honorary Floridian. <laughs> well, man, I better not, or I'll I'll never go back as long as this stuff's still around. I don't. <laughs> Um, shout out to them. It was nice to see Pat win again. Um, Pat, if you're out there listening, I'm, I'm putting in the, you move to Oklahoma and find a job here and hang out with me and Steve. Do you need a job? Uh, there's been some rumblings. His bar, I think is closing down. So prayers to Pat that everything works out. He said, he's not worried about anything till about January. So we'll just see how it goes. If Pat's not worried, I'm not going to be worried. So if anyone does, but need a mm-hmm. job i mean my job's always hiring and i can refer people there you go <clears throat> and yeah you can come move to oklahoma and hang out with us it was nice seeing him uh congrats uh, to all the people that i played i don't want to throw any of you in the wood chippers so that's <laughs> at least um, a good thing and i usually don't ever shout that out on there's here. usually one yeah there's it, usually one um if I had some advice to give, if you're drinking, don't open beers above people's fields. I don't think I talked about that. <laughs> um, somebody spilled beer all over my field, yeah. my sevens field. Good thing it's sevens because I probably won't use it again. Um, I know it's an accident and stuff like that. Was it neoprene I, though? Huh? It was neoprene. Cleaned off, right? Yeah, it cleaned off pretty well. Good. Kind of still smells like beer. And I don't, that's the one alcoholic drink I don't like at all. So yeah. Like, I don't like to smell beer, but whatevs. Um, shout out to uh, Michael Haley. I got to see Phil a little bit. Just doesn't feel like I talked to a lot of people. Um, but shout outs to all the regulars that were there. Brian, too, and son. Uh, we saw Rich briefly, but only talked briefly. Um, anyways, same old, same old stuff, right? Um, thanks to the people that actually bought a few things at the table but it was really only a few things. So I, I feel like you set me up this year, man, telling me I could keep all the money and there was like hardly any money to keep. Not my fault. It was by far the worst year to, to sell swag. But yeah. I don't blame people. I mean, with and the, again, if people would like to support the podcast, you're more than welcome to purchase stuff from our store. We um, always have stuff available. Before I left on the trip, somebody blessed me in ways I'm not going to, they don't want me to talk about it, but you know who you are and you're listening. And I'd like to thank you um, for the help and we'll just stick to that. But otherwise overall it was a, uh, it was a good trip. I'd be lying if I said it was a great trip. Cause at no point did I feel like it was great. It was just, it's just different. And maybe that's maybe the better thing to say. It's such a different trip. Um, it's weird because going to a pod, or going to a, a Blood Bowl show, a, a tournament without your podcast partner feels weird, you know. So <laughs> I'm aware of that. Yeah, um, you know, because we both got that kind of push pull thing where you know, you know, people want to talk to Steve and then they want to give me a hard time or vice versa. Mm. <laughs> or, so there wasn't a lot of that dynamic. And of course, I went with two people that aren't known to play Blood Bowl, so they were just people, not you know anybody. That, somebody wanted to talk to yeah but um other than that 
hats off to those guys for running such a big event during this you know kind of time and um that we're living in yeah i'm glad it turned out pretty well so um, if you have any questions or comments uh thoughts so um, i do have one shout out before we wrap up sure um aside from the regular people who email and we talk about all the time uh, our buddy thor who does the black wolf painting studio uh-huh. uh, he has his serial killer team up on kickstarter mm-hmm. so you can look for serial killers and we'll put a link in the description uh, just trying to get it to go and it's the ones that you've seen online with like the corn and the popcorn and corn stalks and soda it's and like, stuff it's like if you were going to have an aqua teen hunger force team pretty much it's pretty close that pretty or close. the old let's go to the lobby team oh yeah for <laughs> sure they're really cool um i know it's not to everyone's liking but if you are at all interested please go and check them out yeah uh one last thing i will say and i've struggled with whether i wanted to bring this up or not so first off i'm going to say I did not hear this in my own ears. So I don't want anybody to take it as a hundred percent value. But I was told by somebody else that during in the halls, somebody mentioned to one of their travel partners, if we play each other, I'll tank the game so you can win and get higher up for the top table. Yeah. I will say, if that was something we would have overheard at Oklahoma Bowl or Spiky Cup or Nuffleween, you would have got a pretty serious talking to, and we might have even dropped you. If we saw you doing it, yeah, you'd be kicked. For sure. So uh, a good reminder to, if if this happened, text your information so nobody knows about (laughs) it. Right. And make it look good. And two, don't talk about it out loud. And if this never was said by anybody, then just for let future it go. reference, don't do that sort of stuff. But I mean, just play the your Blood games. Bowl community. It's tough enough when you got to finish matches so other people can get their extra points or extra casualties. We don't need people throwing matches if that's even a possibility. And frankly, well, it's like if I knew you were going for casualties. Is it wrong for me to keep all my people down? Or is it wrong for me to stand all my people up and just put them in your face? Honestly, there's no really right answer. But there, if I knew I had to lose to you, like I had no chance of getting in the top tables, mm-hmm. but you did, and I tanked a match, one, you wouldn't like that at, at, no. on a personal level. Of course not. And two, I wouldn't really like it either. I mean, I would love to be top 10 of Chaos Cup, trust me, but I want to get there legitimately. Like I said, if it it was true, I hope you thought better of it, and it's probably a good thing you did. If the information that was given to me is correct, those people never even played each other, so it didn't even matter. But the fact that it was mentioned and overheard, supposedly, if this person heard right i think that's really bad and if it's true then it makes like the area you're from look bad so just just as advice beware that people are listening and remember this is a game and everybody should try for it and 
I never give Steve matches at events and he never gives me. Matter of fact, I don't know if me and Steve would be clapping as hard as maybe other people would be when we win in awards because we <laughs> kind of have some comp some prideful competition in between us. No, I mean, I don't, I mean, I want to win. I want awards, but I'm always happy if you get it. And, sure. you know, it's not like if I came in first and you came in second, like I'd ever hold it over your head. Like oh, right. the like, second tournament we ever went to. The second tournament and then like Buccaneer Bowl mm -hmm. and other ones. I yeah, would never sure. do that. Right. You would, you would never do that. Um, but, but, yeah. Um, to all you knuckleheads that said, oh, Scott, you should go and take a competitive team. Because the coaches aren't going to be as tough. Screw you, all of y'all. There's a, a there was a still a ton of really good American coaches. There. Sure, you're going to have good so. ones, but that just means you suck more. Thank you. You're welcome. I suck more. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's going to wrap it up pretty much for this. We will get back on schedule soon. I know we have the snotlings to cover. We've got other stuff. I know other podcasts have started covering the 2020 rules and. We're not doing that. We're not going to cover no. those completely until they come out, period. I don't Probably care. Probably not. It's funny. I was talking to one. I was talking to Doombeard, and he he doesn't want the NAF to change the Pile Han rule at all. Of course he doesn't. Um, he said, I don't even want to think about that. Um, most of the people that I talked to, which was very few, were pretty positive about the 2020 rule. So. Almost everyone I've not, I've talked to online has been positive too. I think it's going to be a good change. Um, I just, for right now, we are not going to go over everything because it's not out, and I just don't feel that that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open to talk about it, but like we've talked about it some. We can talk again, but we're not going to go over like every minutia. No, 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 not that. Um, you know, there's some podcast should... or video series where it's like. Okay, well, page three. Now we're going to go oh, is over that what every. Doing? Well, they just go over every little bit. Okay, and it's well, like I'm not no. Do that. I would like to play test some more games under uh, the 2020 rules to get yes. used to them. Um, if we haven't made that clear, the... we are doing that, so I have no issue with that. Uh, yeah, we're really fast with play testing. We played like <laughs> three games, yeah. in, in the month and a half. Um, but. Yeah, we need to cover Stotlings. Um, it's really weird. I'm so I think that's another reason. Like somebody asked me, like, you having fun? And I was like, eh. I said, I'm I am really ready to get on to the next chapter of Blood Bowl. Yeah. And as somebody who was really opposed to that, I'm now like, let's just get on with it. Which I'm happy too, because I like the idea it's going to be a clean break for the most part. I can't imagine too many people are going to stick by the old rules. I'm sure some will. But it's going to be a nice clean break. It changes completely the dynamic of leveling up teams. Um, and it's just going to be different. Yeah. And I really want to get back to playing tournaments. I'm pretty sure Nuffleween's not going to happen. Uh, people, a few asked me about that, and I was like, I don't think we're, it's going to happen this year. But there's still some time to maybe do a very limited number of seatings but i don't know i mean we'll decide in two months from now you know? yeah i mean basically with the way oklahoma's going the only way we can decide is like two weeks beforehand yeah jennifer told me we're a red state now which i don't know what that means totally oh, we've always been red it means we're i almost used a very bad word 
No, I'm talking about with the COVID stuff. Yeah, well, we had, what did we have, 14 people die today? Oh, or yesterday? Okay. We're having double-digit people die every day, and 600 to 1,000 people catch it. So, yeah, yeah, not good. All right. So let's just wrap this up. Yeah, okay. Hopefully next year, if we go to Chaos Cup, we go together, we have some fun. See a baseball game. all socialize. Huh? See a baseball game. That would be weird. And awesome. Also, also very nice. I'm slurring my words now, so I'm so tired. <laughs> I know. I know the feeling. Trust me. Did 12 hours yesterday on top of the 70 whatever last week. I got you. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for whoever I saw at Chaos Cup. Um, hope you had safe travels back home. I hope it would be a miracle if we could hear back from everybody and found out, like, nobody gave anybody something. That would be good. So, be But really with Pat awesome. Wynn being there, I don't trust it. Why is that? He was the super spreader the last time. <laughs> He's patient zero every time? Every time. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's truly the case, but that's his... That's right. He was sick the, well, a couple <laughs> years ago. Wasn't yeah, he? and it like probably wasn't him, but we gave him hell for it. Right. <laughs> He's Papa Nurgle. <laughs> mm -hmm. He should only play Nurgle from now on. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening if you made it this far. We'll see you next time. Bye. As the sun sets, Chicago truly lights up. But don't plan on going to bed early. The city offers some of the best jazz, blues, and theater in America. So come on over to Chicago. The memories you'll take away will last a lifetime, no matter how hard the wind blows. Follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F A T F I N L E Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is Both Down Approved, send a tweet to at BD Approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Hey, everybody. Don't have anything funny to add. Um, didn't really cut out a whole lot. Just kind of went through. So I went ahead and cut the commercial this time because I'm sure you're sick of hearing the same commercial from Scott telling you to go to Wizard Asylum. However, go to Facebook and they're Wizards Norman. Yeah, check them out. They let us run tournaments when we want. Brian's a great guy. I'm sure he can use all the support he can get during the current downturn. That being said, um, you can also go to bothdown.com slash shop, and we can also appreciate your patronage. Should get the new Oklahoma stuff up there, probably. That would be good. And also, if you would like to cut a commercial for Wizards Asylum that I can drop in and not have to do anything extra every time, I'm cool with that. So just shoot it to me, bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. You can message me directly on Facebook. I'm Steve Campbell. Not hard to find. And I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. And yes, it sucks I didn't get to go to Chicago. But hopefully next year we can change that up. <laughs>